Welcome everybody to episode 117. Let's see, let's get Rob. Yo, what's good? What's up, champ? How are you? Man, I'm alright. Can't complain, won't complain. Hanging in there? Son, I'm hanging on, man. But good thing I'm not hanging on by a thread, bro. <laughs> For real, son. What's up with you, man? How you been holding up? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. Family's good? Kids is good? Yeah, everybody good. It was a, 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 a quick week, too. Like, feel like the week went by mad fast. Super fast, right? Mar March, it, March itself is out of here. Keeping it real. Yeah, no. March has like been like pew. Yeah. So but you know, I'm I'm grateful, man. I'm grateful that I'm I'm able to do anything that I'm able to do at this point. I take nothing for granted, man. You know what I mean? I get up in the morning, I'm able to do all that I can do. Put that on there too. My man Steve G. Yo, we got you know what I'm saying? I can't I can't even complain, you know. We got a, a a hell of a um hell of a show coming coming on Monday, boy, with uh, Baby Paul and DJ yeah. X. Yo, a lot of people not familiar with Baby Paul's work. He was one of the beat miners. Did some classic production for Nas, classic production for AZ, a course for on um, the boot camp click, Black Moon. Do resume is thick. Listen, man. Um, when you've made a mark such as what he what he has, and to keep yourself low, I think that's success right there. Oh, that's a fact. You know what I mean? Where you're not you're not overly saturated with every. You know what I mean? Not everyone knows who you are, but those who know who you are or need to know you are, those are the ones who know who you are. So yeah, yeah, it's a great that's a great comfortability to be in, man. Nah, that's a fact. Yo, so did you get a chance to um to to see that Drake donated a million dollars to LeBron James I Promise School and it's a million dollars from um from winnings that he got from I I think like online roulette. What did, what did you think about that? <laughs> so he hold on. He donated his winnings from gambling to LeBron. He won a million dollars and decided that he <laughs> donate the winnings to um, look, LeBron. Look, this dude this dude got money out the yin yang, but donating apparently isn't something that's new to Mr. Drake. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been donating money all across. I mean, the, the video God's plan, the money that came from that, he was donating. He was, you know, he he's given a student or so fifty thousand for tuition. Mm. So I don't see nothing wrong with that. What up, Bates? I see you, King. Yeah, what's good? Um He's also doing. From what I understand, he also donated a hundred thousand as a as a uh, national bailout for those who were protesting Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, man, listen, man. More if if you ask me, and I think um, I don't know if you've seen. There was an interview with um, Swish. What's your, what's your man name? He played with LeBron. I can't even think of his name right now. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. We talked about, yo, brothers, I seen brothers throw 60 grand in a strip club. Yeah. When that money can go 
respectively to uh, uh, an organization. They can go to group homes. They can go anywhere. You know, people have the prerogative to do what they, what they wish with their money, but when you do something constructive as that, and I hear LeBron's school, I understand LeBron's school is is producing some 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 good some good young talent too. So I I think it's a good gesture, to be honest with you. Yeah. Despite who he might be, despite whatever feelings people may have, you know, even if he shit, if if I want some money playing CeeLo, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I decided I needed to give it to somebody less fortunate, I would. Yo, you know, did you did you know LeBron's school was specifically designed for underperforming kids? I didn't that's, know that. Yeah, I think that's dope. Like that, that's for kids that that had struggles with math and reading. And I guess for thy promise, because essentially, if they can actually deliver on it into their bargain with their academics, then everybody's guaranteed a scholarship to college. Right. Um, but back, you, to you know, kids, kids need that. You as a teacher, you know, kids need that. Kids need the encouragement pushed forward. And math and science are two of the things that that cripple us. I, I hear grown folks to this day. I can't stand math. If you only knew, you are math. Everything about you is math. You know what I mean? But you know, but that's dope that that his school is catered to helping um, struggling kids in, in certain subjects. Yeah, to, yeah. to so, achieve their goal. The, the Drake joint, though, was interesting about, like, the stuff with Drake is that for the longest, I've always been somebody that, what's good, Corey? For the longest, I've yo, always been somebody. Yo, let me flip this joint around. Go ahead. Been, been very much, um, when it comes to, like, the donation stuff, like, there's really not much of a need to make it public that you donate. Right. But, I mean, I guess in, in, in his case, I look at it as, like, you know what, the donation is wonderful. But the the other part of it, the caveat is the dude said that he's going to actually personally drop the money off, like, to the school. You know, so think right. about, think about how, how much of a life-changing experience that's going to be for the students to have an opportunity to meet Drake. Like, yeah, the money is going to get into the pipeline and help fund whatever it is they're going to do. But I don't think a lot of these dudes realize the ability they have to actually change some of these kids' lives by just being present, just by being present, be you know, you know, I used to, I used to get mad back in the days that I would go to a Nick game, but Patrick Ewan never came to the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or I couldn't, I couldn't see Dominique Wilkins. They're like, where are these guys? These guys is making millions. How come they ain't showing up to my community center? And I'm respectfully saying the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Because being from New York. Or even someone from the Giants or someone from the Yankees. You know what I mean? I mean, I know your lifestyle is not that grand where you can't just, you know, come and check in on a community. Yo, I'm going to do you one better. I could live with the fact that they don't come out into the community. What used to bother me is seeing, you see how some of these dudes go down the tunnel and the kids put their hand down to give them five and stuff like that and dudes won't even give them five? Straight beeline, sir. But yo, the flip, nah. flip side of that is, yo, some of the biggest dudes, like the biggest name dudes, Steph Curry before the game, coming out there, taking pictures, signing signs for the kids and stuff like that. Like, I don't real, I don't think these dudes realize the impact that they have on kids. That's, that's yo, true. Go ahead, Cole. Go ahead, Cole. Let me, let me answer what you just said, you know? Like, you know what's so crazy about all that? Like, there's never no a group of black inner city kids that sit front row. And oh, when the NBA players the go into the locker room. Yeah, they got all that money and they got the means to to grab like thirty kids outside the I mean inside the community and have right. them sit front row. Right. And when they be walking to the tunnel, they be signing autographs with white kids, man. It 
that's mind boggling to me. But they have an that's impact. They do have a positive impact on black kids. The black kids make them who they are. That's a fact, man. By buying paraphernalia, mm -hmm. buying them sneakers. You know what I mean? I just outside trying to emulate a move they seen on TNT the night before. All of those things. I'm telling, like I said, man, I used to, I was like, why can't one of these Nick guys come up here to the community center and just, you know, they got the means, but I guess you got to want to do it. You know what I mean? If it's not anything you want to do it, I think that's the the great thing about reciprocity, man. You pay it forward. If someone has done it for you, you do it for somebody else. Bro. That's a fact. Yo, you know what's another thing that I, I debate with people sometimes around, like the importance of people making this information public that they're actually doing these these donations. Like sometimes I think it's a value. There are other times where I think people are doing it just for clout. And Drake's instance, like I didn't get a sense that he was doing it to get a look. I mean, Drake is Drake. Drake don't need, he don't need a look. He don't need no clout. Yeah, he don't but, need no clout. But yo, you, 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 you know, you think about it, like there are people that have received services from many people that nobody knows who funded the program. There, there are all kinds of programs in existence that people would be shocked if they found out who was funding them. Good or good and bad people would fund it programs but for some reason there's always this emphasis to publicize you know who who donated what or when people donate and then you get the other part where dudes come out and talk about yo they just donating because it's a tax write-off that's a fact it is a tax write-off but that doesn't mean that the money is not going to you know to, good cause. Not the right people getting the money that is going to the mm -hmm. cause you know like, sometimes i think we just get so lost and caught up in all this other stuff that don't really have anything to do with the cause or the money I agree, man. People just need to mind their business. <laughs> Ask me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I mean, don't worry about What's what somebody else does, but, you know, people got their own opinions. What's the issue with that? Is too much criticism behind that? For what? with Drake, Drake giving LeBron some money for the school? Nah, I don't think I don't think it's criticism behind it, but you know dudes is going to come out the woodwork and be like, yo, this is a tax write-off for Drake. There's contrarians, oh, yeah. contrarians to everything, though. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. something, whether it's good, Bad or indifferent, somebody always gonna have an opposing view on it. Yes, sir. That's the, the talking point. But that's the that's the crazy thing, though. Like, I think the naysayers don't understand. They don't. I don't think they get it. If he go buys a Rolls Royce, is a is a problem. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So so if he needs to dump a million dollars for tax purposes, why not do it somewhere positive? That make a lot of sense. Makes to total sense, yo. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I think. I think the imagery could have been a little different. I think he could have, you know, they could have got a podium together when the urban community and did it a little better instead of how they announced it. But he's going to get criticized regardless, man. No matter what you do, you're going to get criticized. Someone's going to say, oh, his hair wasn't right. He got his beard too long. Or <laughs> breath stink. It don't even fucking matter. Yeah, people go always yeah. got some stupid face, though. Uh, yeah, they're going to criticize regardless, man. Or the other thing is that people want to say is like, yo, well, he it's funded from his gambling winnings. Like, oh, he won a million dollars in roulette. But, yo, do, that part I didn't know, sir. I didn't know that part. Technically, the money from the lottery is supposed to go to fund education. Facts, facts. But and but yo, dude, but did you know the money that the money that goes in the lottery is is confiscated through drug buses? <laughs> did you even think about that? Like, yo, how crazy is that? You know what I'm saying? Hey, yo, this is one racket-ass country, man. Everyone got their hands in the pot on some uh, some degree of measure or another, man. It's dirty. For real, son. Yo. But, yo, just shout out to Drake, though, man. You know what I mean? That's a good look. Them kids have definitely benefited, whether it's books, school trips, mm -hmm. whatever incentive is it.
that money is made for, those kids would definitely benefit from it. So shout out to him, man. Yo, or or just or just the fact of getting a chance to see him. Yo, uh, Corey, I don't know if you I don't know if you had this experience when you was in one nine eight, but I remember in one nine eight where you remember they used to have junior achievement? They had um a program called Junior Achievement and it was like somebody from the business world will come in and it would be somebody Nah, you know what happened? Nah. You ain't had nah, it? Th- you know what nah, what we had was the 42nd Precinct Drug Unit come in and show us the paraphernalia, like the crack needles and shit, in the in the um in the briefcase. I think it cycled though, right? I think each year they was doing something different, but it it was always 42nd Precinct, always, bro. Nah, From one, we, 198 to we 158. Had, um, nah, we had when I was in 198, we had Junior Achievement come in, and it was a woman that she lived in the community. Latina too lived in the community and I think she worked for like IBM or something like that and she spent the day in there basically talking to people about IBM and business stuff like that not on a complex level but more so it was just about like the representation of people being able to see like yo somebody from the hood actually got a job in corporate America and they came back to talk to the kids and I just think that right. there's so much there's there's so much value in representation that sometimes gets lost you know right. and, and I could see why people that success don't want to come back though. What we had in the nineties, Shannon, ain't nothing. I don't think that's happening right now. Period. I don't think anything think that's happened in the nineties is is rolled over into today's time. Not a thing. And I caught the even, tail end of you saying the forty-seven the precinct came to your school. Nah, the forty-second, forty-second oh, precinct. Okay. Yo, bro, I, I, yo, I be telling my wife all the time, like, cause she went to a Catholic school. They didn't have the same. They didn't have the same privilege of 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 having people come to the school, like right. they did in the public school. We had fire. We had the fire department come to the school. They taught us, you know, the safety drills, drop right. and roll. Right. They, had, they took us to Forty Second Precinct and showed us the little cell. So some of us they got it, like <laughs> me and his brother, like me and Shannon's brother, like in a a, a, a mob of us <laughs> that understood it is where we at today. That's so right, because you like, it. look. Yeah. yeah we, I know, seen I know exactly we seen it earlier. <laughs> we seen it early on. Like, nah, this is not it. Yeah. And it was bad enough that you had crack valves and shit like that on the floor. So if you couldn't pick up the education back then, man, like, you was a victim. It showed, it shows today what happened back then. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. That's an absolute yeah. fact. Yeah, that's, that's it's crazy. But, yo, speak it, speaking on... um. Speaking on representation, what what are you guys' thoughts on Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, possibly about to become the first black woman Supreme Court justice in this country? What do you think about that? Um I got mixed views. I mean, I watched some of that hearing. It's a line of questioning was throwing me off. And I already knew the the race the race shit was gonna be in there like Senator Cruz and Senator Graham. I was really getting mm-hmm. upset. I was like, if I ever see these people in the street, I might just throw a bottle at them, just on GP, and walk the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. This lady, just imagine, right, having such an accomplished academic and law career that's your last hurdle before you seat, before you be seated into Supreme Court. You got to go through this asshole of a questioning. Whether what is your opinion on women? And what was what was compelled? What was crazy to me was that. All these things, they stuck on child pornography as if 
Was she talking about us? Was she going to make a, deter a determination about my background? What the fuck is going on? Why, why are you bringing up child pornography now? Child pornography been going on as long as y'all have probably been in office. Half of y'all are probably the fucking culprits. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And, and you, and you want to sit here and malign this lady because, all right, she might have made a, a choice in judgment with a couple of cases and let some guys go for three months probation, so on and so forth. But you're not you're not speaking on a record of those who are doing thirty and forty years, right? For the same for the same exact crime. So why why are we playing apples and oranges? I didn't like that. At all, and also there was another question of that 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 came to her about um, our president. Presidents are not kings. Why are you asking that? Mm. Why insulting are you asking her that? Insulting her intelligence. They're trying to insult her. her, her. Yeah, son. And then she and she and she hit him head. She's like Article One. The Congress makes the law. First of all. This is Article 2. The president is responsible for executing the law. And she just went down the road. She's like, look, you're not going to twist and turn my words or anything up in here. I'm going to hit you, man. I'm a judge. These questions y'all are asking me has nothing to do with me by being a judge. Right. So right. that in itself had me pissed off. Cory Booker, his statements, I, I, I enjoyed that because she needed to be celebrated instead of chopped in half. You know what I mean? So I, I, I appreciated that. I mean, this lady sat in front of 45 senators to malign, twist, and misscrew her words just to see if she had the wherewithal. And some of it made her real emotional, but I think she held her character the way she should, man. You know what I mean? You, you know something, though? You, to me, I, uh, when, I look at, when I look at stuff like this, like you, you know it's all political theater anyway, so anytime they have... It's nothing to do with the Constitution. It's all political. It's grandstanding. And I think also, like, to me, when you start, when they start looking at, like, her judicial record, to me, it's easy to Monday morning quarterback stuff also. Like, you know, as a judge, you put yeah. in a position where you have to make certain calls. Some of the, right. some of the decisions you make as a judge are going to be good decisions. Some of the decisions you make are going to be bad. I guess that's why they have appeals built in also. You know, those conference right. hearings to me, I, I don't. I think that they too much, too much grandstanding by certain senators to ask questions right. or to attempt to um, attempt to show up whoever the, the, the nominee is. The other thing that I noticed with a lot of these confirmation hearings also is that mm -hmm. whenever they feel like there's a, a, a political or party imbalance and the possibility of a party losing midterm elections yeah. or losing elections or whatever, they want to pass these people through super mm -hmm. fast while they still have mm -hmm. the ability to pass them. Like, some of the scrutiny, like, if people really got in there and really scrutinized these potential um, Supreme Court justices how they should, mm -hmm. then it, it'd be, it really would be beneficial. Um, because the, mm -hmm. scru the scrutiny that they have going on now is just like, it's, it's, it's silly stuff. I think there's a lot that needs to be revisited when it comes to um, Supreme Court justices, though. Like, this life uh, appointment yeah. stuff, this is that's crazy to me to appoint somebody on there they, for life. Like, I, need, I, I just don't think need, that makes sense. They need an expiration date. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. They definitely yeah. need an expiration date, and they need some young ones. They need some young blood there. Yo, Because they... they they the times the times are moving too fast, right? Uh -huh. You need some fresh air. You need nah, some fresh air out there. Nah, yo, if you think about like um, who's the the last woman that went in that that Trump and them rushed through? I forget her name, but she's yeah, she was a, like, she's a baby. She's in her forties, yeah, right. And then Kavanaugh, yeah, but the skit, right? 
But the scary part about those two is they narrow-minded. They viewpoint ultra conservative, bro. Like, and it's so conservative that they damn near one hundred percent racist. Where they, cause where they come from, hundred percent, bro. Like, in, in Kavanaugh's situation, you could tell by his temperament that he can't handle pressure. He did right. the typical white boy shit, and, and his his lid blew when the pressure was on him. Yeah, he got he looked right? crazy. Yeah, so, so he looked, right. Like he was on spin cycle. Like it was over for him. <laughs> he couldn't handle the pressure. So how is it no. that you even? But they passed him, like Shannon said, they passed him through. Mm -hmm. Trump and them wanted to get him through because because elections was coming up. Yeah, that's what they do. But you asking this black you asking this black woman about child molestation and pornography and all that. And Kavanaugh was just Guantanamo the Bay. Asking about Guantanamo like, Bay. What do you feel about letting out the terrorists? What do you think? We got terrorists running around this country now. Yo, you worry about crazy. what you that's crazy to me. You think that's something? Did you hear them ask her to um define a woman? They was like, yo, what makes a woman? Tell me the definition definition of a woman. Uh, they asked her that. That was the white chick asked her that. That was crazy. <laughs> you took yo, you just might as well say. Yo, you speak very well, like thirty times. Just keep telling her that. Like you just gonna soak right, this lady right. intelligence, right? All the time, trying like, to soak her intelligence. And she looked at her like, "What the hell does that have to do <laughs> with with anything?" Pretty see, much. What, see, for me, for me, when it comes to like high profile black people like that, I need a little bit of ghetto ness. I need to. <laughs> yo, what the fuck are you asking me that shit for? Right. Like, what are you asking me that for? But, but right. the the twist on that whole situation for me is just everything went wrong and right with that, but I just want to see a black person with a black man or a black female. That's it. I'm tired of seeing, like, Camilla yeah, Harris, she got a white husband. Right. You know what I'm saying? But see that, but, you, but that's, part of the, that's part of being accepted, in my opinion. Correct. And access. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and make you feel safe. And access, too. To make you right. feel safe by going in these arenas that they might right. feel a little lenient on you when it, when it comes right. to questioning. I mean, because the what they, Senator Durham, he kind of wrapped it up pretty nice at the at the tail end of it, letting her, like, look, all of all of what has been taking place, you, you, people are just mean. You know what I'm saying? Right. People are going to try to take you out of character. But pretty much right. he was saying 90% of what you've done, you're the perfect candidate to be sitting right. in the Supreme Court. You've done everything right. that was necessary. You, you got all the school, and the, the, the girl got so many mentors who say, look, just go in there and handle it. And she handled it with grace. You're always going to have a detective. Just like we said before, you're going to have always have someone who's going to be critical about what you do, what you said. they always digging in the fucking past for shit. You know what I'm saying? To pull it up, something happened in teen when you was a teenager. Yeah, why? Why did you steal that bag of popcorn when you was a fucking kid? She, okay, she's the she's the example of a black perfect career person, like Obama was. Yep, yeah. you gotta. They say you gotta be perfect as a black person to even play in that lane. They was perfect. She's Yo, perfect. She uh, she there are people. She came genuine to me. She's like a genuine person, you know. There are people who can't sit through a 30 minute interview and keep their composure and look how many Facts. days of this confirmation hearing she got to go through. Facts. So, so they, they no. want those questions are designed to elicit those kind of responses to take you out of character and to get you upset. So you, Yo, know, you think so? Yeah, they ask, that's why them senators are asking them no questions because they want her to get riled up and be like, look, you see, this is what we put. The, the angry black person. Oh. Angry yeah. black person, right? <laughs> but they want to no. see if she was like, fuck this shit. Yo, bro. 
yo, I need to see that one good time, bro. I'll be happy with that shit, man. I need to see that one time, dog. Yo, you know why you won't you know why you won't see it from a, a black person or a Latino? You're right. It's almost like political suicide. And if he's right. into the narrative that's been created, they're gonna be like, see, this is what you want to put in the Supreme Court. This is what right. you want to be a justice. This is a representation. So you got but they, it's they try it's trolling. They want to get her to get out, get out of character and be like, this is a person that we're gonna have making decisions at the highest court in the land that's based on emotions. We asked a simple question. There are gonna be people arguing these things in front of her. It's just like that that whole thing is a test of, of, of mental fortitude just to see if you could that's keep true. your composure. And right. stay together, you know. Right. That's all. But it's so crazy. But it's so crazy. The substitute to that was the chair. Yo, Senator Cruz. Yo, chip, relax, bro. Like you out of character. Yo, you not <laughs> let him. You not even let her talk. Like yo, your, your time is up, bro. Boom, 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 boom. Like that's the replacement for the black Senator attitude. Graham. And he threw Senator Graham under the bus. He's like, he went over his time ten minutes. Let me. Can I get my shot? Like that's what they do, bro. Like throwing their own people's under the like they was arguing at war. It's crazy, man. Yo, I'm gonna blow your mind with this. Did you know that in the Constitution, there's nowhere that it says that you need to be a judge or an attorney to be nominated to be a Supreme Court justice? Wow. And that was one of the things that Lady Blackburn was. I didn't know that. And that was one of the things um, that young Lady Blackburn was like: Is the abortion in the Constitution? Talking about women's rights, that, that that law was created in courts for women to have rights whether they should abort their baby or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's not in the constitution. So do you do you uphold that idea? Look. Yo, bro, this is this is why we need young people. I, yo, I'm an advocate now for young people in politics. Heavy. Right. Like because it's, we we talking old now we talking old topics, man. That's like, right. Let these women choose. Let these women choose what's good for their bodies. Why are we still well, white men still dictating this, like. Well, you know why? It's because yo, those, those, those conservative views are passed on from generation to generation. We just, like right. said, um, what's not, what's not Kavanaugh, the other woman? We just said, like, yo, her right. conservative views probably come from her parents, who come from their great grandparents, and the great, it's just lineage. Just those conservative views have gone on for years, and they just passed them down. And, and they live in exp expiration cities and states, bro. Like they, they states where they come from. It's so behind, bro. Like it, I'm not yeah, getting. They still stuck. They still like, stuck. Like you go dude. to you go to a modern you go to the, you go to a modern university. You're around modern day kids, get mm -hmm. modern day education, but yo, you still live in a horse house. Like bro, right. like you gotta free your mind, man. That's what up, man. Being progressive mentally is is much more complex than what people think it is. You know, like and but, but also, you know, good, good. I said and also. But, you think about it, like separating, we, we talking about asking people to separate from these values that their family hold near and dear. Like we're not far removed from people still having an issue with interracial marriage. So You're right. you know you go south, you know you go south it's, with it. Yeah. And their thought process around a lot of this stuff is like, we look at it and we like, yo, are you crazy? Like this is not modern day society, but you go south and these dudes are still going with this because these are their core values that they hold near and dear. To their they live by. They, yeah, they, they live by trying to move off of they for them it's like oh you know these 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 city slickers or these fast talking liberals you hear that terminology a lot these liberals wow. the aocs the, the ultra progressives and this that and you know they throw these this terminology out because they believe that 
that these are the core foundations and principles of America. There's it hasn't been. They have to be willing to mentally evolve as people. And I don't think they've gotten to that point where they've evolved as people and been willing to change their thought process. But they, but but they grandkids got iPhones. They even got iPhones. Like, bro, you stepping into a progressive future <laughs> already. Like you, got, you gotta you gotta learn laptops and computers, dog. Like your office, yeah. they communicate through emails. So you got it, yo, dog. What 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 are you doing? It All ain't right. so much the pol It's not so much the political like figureheads. It's the it's they voters. They voters as well as like in you know old school state of state of mind. It doesn't make sense. I mean, yo, they're trying to they're trying to preserve that old way of living, man. That 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 good old boy living. Yeah, people, yo, you know people going to go out and vote their interests. So if people are very much like, you know, to me it's a no-brainer. Like, you know, abortion should be a decision, the decision of the woman. But if people are anti-abortion, even if the politician is like, yo, I'm pro-choice, they know that their base from where they at is a whole, all their constituents of people that are anti-abortion. They're going to be like, you know, publicly I'm anti-abortion, even if they believe something else privately. Right, because they want to vote. Yeah, Everything's know, about for the vote. So yeah, so it's just to me, it's like that that political theater and watching these confirmation hearings. It's 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 sad, and I feel like you know not to throw everything off on Trump because I think that Trump was just a cog in that machine, but I think that even with with Trump coming into office, it just polarized even more the whole thing around yo, who's a liberal, who's a conservative, who's a Democrat, who's a Republic. It just it just it's super partisan now. It's just super partisan. And to go back to what I was saying earlier also about like the representation, like when she does get in, I think it's going to be good representation for young black women to be like, oh, okay, you know. You 100%. Supreme 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, like, so stuff like that is, is good to look at. Like you look at even um Sonia Sotomayor getting on there and Sonia Sotomayor, what she's done for, you know, high quality Spanish like Latinos. You, yeah, you go right. in the Bronx, you look at the Bronx, I think like on, what is it? Is it uh? Where is it? Is it sound like around the Soundview area? They got the Sotomayor Center, and you and they know. just okay. opened up another school. I think in Yonkers, they got another school opening up in her name. Yeah, and, sure. and the fact you know what I like about her too—the fact that she, her voice, she makes her voice known, and she has like right. her, her presence is one where she hasn't compromised being a person of color to actually be in that seat. That's what I like about her. Right. Unlike Clarence right. Thomas. Ass pincher. <laughs> and it's start. Listen, yo, and it's starting to come out right now. He about to crash and burn. Like either he gonna have to step down, recuse himself, or get a divorce. Yeah, or get a divorce. That just tell you what the house, the four. That tell you what the four walls is like. They World War Three in the crib. Yo, he, he not. You know why he not gonna step down? He not gonna step down. Power. They know if he step. If they know if he step down. Then Biden gonna run another another liberal judge yeah. right through for confirmation. So that dude. Yo, if he step, but too if many he, tricks, man. Too many tricks and games, yo. Too many fucking tricks and games. It's a chess game. Yo, let me. It's let's, a chess let's, game. Let's 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 switch gears. I don't know. I don't know how much of this you guys have been following, but do you see um, the backlash that Mayor Adams in New York City is getting for? Making it now, he eased the mandates for entertainers and performers, but kept the mandates for regular, regular common folks. So, yo, here's my thing on it, like, and, and I want to kind of try to set like some sort of context. <laughs> I think 
I think where people kind of go awry with this is like this. To me, this is not a discussion around whether you pro-vax or anti-vax. To me, right. it's a discussion more so around whether you are elite and privileged or non-privileged. And the reason why I say that is because I think if you got a policy, your policy should be just across the board. Right, it should be universal. And I'm and I'm yeah, and I'm kind of I'm disappointed because there are so many people who financially were not in yeah. a place to lose their job as a result of this policy being in place. Whereas these entertainers and these sports figures or whatever it is, these dudes are well off and they could take the hit for missing the game for these particular games. But you mean to tell me it takes somebody to come in and lobby on behalf of entertainers? To get the mayor to or change the policy team. on this, but you'll you'll Not. you'll you'll let you know, you'll let your somebody from the city council came in. You'll let your frontline police officers, correction officers, which Rikers Island is already vastly understaffed, EMS, firefighters, sanitation, all of the people who basically are the background, the the backbone of running your city and keeping the infrastructure together. You'll let them lose their job. Like, yo, that to me is crazy. Like, I, I don't I don't know that's, how you justify this. Because they're just to help. That's just to help. When you when you have you got teams like the Yankees is responsible for almost a hundred million dollars coming into the city. Mm-hmm. That's who you're gonna lobby for. You think about the, the Yankees, the Mets, uh the Knicks, the Nets. That's just four teams. How much money comes in when these guys have packed houses? How many bars are open? How many other places are benefiting off of these teams playing? That's what's all about capital and money. At the same time, firefighters have lost their jobs. Nurses have lost their jobs. It's about, what, 1,400 people that refuse to get vaccinated. All of them are fired. Yo, but you know something, Rob? You know what would have been a good case study for them to look at what the economic impact has been in downtown Brooklyn with Kyrie not playing? Because I don't think, I don't think that the Nets have lost Anything by they a revenue with him not playing. They haven't. So, so if Aaron Judge, if Aaron Judge ain't ain't playing, and Jacob Degrom, or you mean to tell me people ain't gonna still go to the Yankees? The Mets, they still gonna go to them games. Half the time, sell out. Show up half the time. You show up to them games, and they be yo. He Aaron Judge won't be playing tonight. He got a sore hamstring. Jacob Degrom, whatever it is. So I don't, I don't, I don't get the thought process around it. Like it just to me, it just. I don't know, man. Yo, listen, man. Major League Baseball is the lowest vaccinated rate amongst all sports. They ain't got to But they don't, have, they don't have a camera. They don't have the cameras on them. Like, they're not polarizing like the NBA, like the NBA players. Oh, for they, football, they, right. Yeah, that, those guys, they make their money. They low-key. They don't even cause mischief on the offseason. So, them guys are not going to get – those guys ain't going to get a flat screen on them. But I think with Mayor Adams, it's the it's the Negro in them. That decision was the Negro part. The downtown Brooklyn, Eric Adams, that made that decision. You got to remember when he came in office, he had his lobbyists in NBA, like he had those athletes on that were supporting him. That's a fact. Yeah, they were supporting him. So he got to pay it. It's like he he got to pay it back. But he, he, he first he first went to the private sector and told him, look, dropping the right. mandate. You know what I mean? So that that you know that was about capital and about money, and then he, and then he started to trickle it down to, you know, the bars, the restaurants, you know, and and he, he went off of, 
some of the things happen in other states, like in California, they still require proof of vaccination if you want to eat inside. They ain't going for it. And you would think California being a coastal state that, you know, there's some fresh air. There's some there's, there's a decent lifestyle out there. Let me tell you something. New York, America alone, but New York is one unhealthy city, B. Nah, but yo, to be Super honest, bro. Unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Nah, but to be honest, out of all the cities in the United States, because the way mm-hmm. we walk around so much, New yep. York is a healthy city. Other cities got super size, and they got all the other crazy stuff. But look, Mm -hmm. California lost a a good percent, like 2% of the wealthy people moved to Florida. Wow. Yeah, they moved to Because because of the mandates. Because of the mandates. Not having the freedom. Not having the freedom, pardon me. 100%. To do do what they want to do. I understand it, man. You still got Boston and Seattle who still require masks to be worn, you know, every day. Yo, um, you know, you know, it's another crazy joint about this. So with them easing whatever the mandate and the restrictions are for entertainers, they didn't ease the mandates and the restrictions for the other employees. So if you are not municipal shit, workers, <laughs> it's crazy, yo, though. If you work the concession stand, I think you still technically you mandated that you supposed to have the, the vaccination. Mandate. That's right. That's bogus. Crazy, that's, that's that's how you know it's about money. Yo, this dude, this dude proposed an eighty-five million dollar budget for the police department, and most of that money is going to the police department. It ain't going to sanitation. It ain't going to firefighters. It ain't going to. It's just the police, Pete. Well, he's, he's pro. He's a police, but he's police. Yeah, he's police. Yeah, he's formal. He's you know formal I mean? police. Yo, but this is gonna be, but guys, this is gonna be a reason why the the powers that be is not gonna put another want to put another black person in office. Yes, it. That's it. Because he's not, he's not, he's not on the even kill. You can see where he favors, and now he's gonna have to show himself to be an even hand for the next three years of his term. I don't know if he got that. I don't know if he got that in him. Like, I don't know enough about New York City politics at this point. But everything that right. I've seen, everything that I've seen with him so far is he kind of gives me the feel of like a new politician, like somebody who's on the campaign trail, making yeah. all these promises, getting to office and realize like, yo, these are some it's hard. more challenging decisions than what I thought. It's hard. You know, it's it's a lot of scrutiny, a lot of scrutiny associated with these decisions, man. Like even right now, the backlash that he's getting with the broken windows policing stuff. Like, he won't say broken windows policing, but that's what it is. And for people that don't know what broken windows policing is, the theory behind it is that you want to clean up all those quality of life crimes because those quality of life crimes beget the larger crimes. So what's quality of life crimes? People drinking in public, graffiti. Social misbehavior. Yeah. Littering. Now, my thing with that is like, the, the optics, the optics of it, I get like you know, like going around and making sure that neighborhoods look nice and everything. That that part makes that makes sense. But the other part of it is that when you start thinking about predominantly where these quality of life crimes occur, these are crimes Say that are good. <laughs> Say it again, yo. When you read, when you read it, it says the broken window theory is a criminological theory that states the visible signs of crime, antisocial behavior. Civil disorder that creates an urban environment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just stop right there. Urban. Urban environment, not rural, not upstate, urban. So you're telling me all urban, all urban areas are, are just stereotyped because they're broken windows, but most of them broken windows are decimated hospitals, decimated schools. Why? They Why does a hospital have to be? They put no money into it. So they only got the fault. Is that the fault of the people that live in it? <laughs> Fuck no, out but, here, this, but this, you know what? I, this, for the life of me, and I always had this conversation. I'm just trying to figure out why did Eric Adams, for example. Like, the crime that's going on in the urban community. These kids right. are, like, 19 and under. Mm-hmm. Why nobody is men- Why nobody mentions parenting? Why? We talked about like that the giving, last time, bro. You're, you're, giving, you're giving all the lenience to the police officers. Like, you're leaning on them. But they need help. Mm-hmm. Even they with do. the broken window situation. Like, you need... Somebody got to be responsible for the people that's causing these issues. Like, when do you... When do you say to yourself... All right, we need to go to the root of the problem. We need to like reinforce family, family structure. That can be done. You know what? Well, the mayor, the mayor, the mayor, the mayor had implemented what they call, I guess, NCOs or YCOs, neighborhood, uh, uh, what do you call it? Neighborhood coordinator officers who are there to to who are there to to you know. stop the littering and stop the public drinking, but at the same time, try to protect the quality of life. He's putting five to 600 more officers to do just that. In, what, happens in, they, in, bro, what happens when they get disrespected? Right. So now, now the like power we, trip comes out. Now right. the power trip what? comes out because not everyone is going to say, hello, officer. Hi, it's good to see you on the corner today. Well, Thank you for protecting my neighborhood. It's not going to happen. Well, and I'm no gonna... one's talking about how are fucking guns getting into New York anyway. Well, I'm going to tell you. I know, know how, but that, most people well, don't know. That, that, that theory, the, the whole thing around the NCO stuff is, I think, a nice way to kind of package. So what, it, what it's probably going to be, right. probably going to see far more people getting locked up for like these petty offenses. And this is this is another issue that I have with it. When you start arresting people for stuff like public urination, um, littering, and, and littering, walking, and walking, and stuff like that, like yo, it t- it really ties up already a court system. But they said that. Wait, that's wait, a fact. They, if you all right, so if you if you dismiss the marijuana cases and you making that legal, but when they was dismissing it, that was that was the driven reason because it was paper log. It yeah. was holding up the process. And if them idiots had any reference to the 90s and the late 80s when niggas was hopping the trains and it was just tickets on top of tickets on top of tickets. Like, Shinar, you know, niggas is graffitiing. Like, you, you get caught, you get a fine, you go to jail. Like, come on, like, you're gonna, you, you are gonna clog the system up. So they, is that um, an important they, crime? They put, That's right. They, they put jaywalking, they put hopping the train. And to me, it's like, Bayonne, so, yeah. so you think, you think that tagging up and Pissing in the street is a precursor to eventually becoming somebody that commits a violent crime. I don't know. Hey, I, I, that's crazy. Weed is the gateway. Weed is the gateway to crack. You feel me? So, <laughs> weed is the gateway drug, bro. Like, come every, on, man. Everything, no son. Yo, speed, everything. The family piece, though, the, to speak to Corey's part, the family piece, I think the reason why there's not more emphasis placed on the family piece is because I think that they believe in, a, the, in, in ACS, and I think that ACS is supposedly has a handle on those things. We had talked about this a couple of episodes ago. It would have been good to have you on to discuss it, and one of the things that I was saying is that I think that there's some 
parental responsibility, but some of the stuff I think that people just automatically kind of default sometimes to throw it off on a parent. Like, you know, like... 18, there, there are you know, 18, and, 18 and under, you still, that, you're still responsible. It's no, the parents still responsible for that. In the, in the projects, you get kicked out if your kid really violate in the projects. But y'all, so think of it this way. Think of it this way. Let's say a person, uh, let's say a young lady is 16 years old, right? She's 16 years old. She's leaving out every day to go to school. She comes home pregnant. Is that the parent's fault? Nah, cause she got so, you got free will. You got a, you got you got some you got some free yeah. will. But you would mm -hmm. think the moral you would think the morals and the principles is being taught in the household mm -hmm. would actually be a conscience when they walk out the door. But well, sometimes you can't really bank on that. So I, you know, and I see what you're leaning to. Yeah. So 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 here's the thing or whatever. Like yo, we we automatically when we see these things happen with these these kids, we automatically go to yo, what the hell are pa the parents teaching them and everything. You know, the parents right. that are teaching them this, this could be a whole separate set of values that they, that they have that's right. different than the parents. Now, I do think that there should be some parental accountability. Like, when you see kids right. that haven't gone to school for months and months at a time, to me, right. parents in question, like, yo, where are you as a parent if your kid ain't been to school for four months? Right. And you, don't, and you don't know, and you don't so even know it. Or you don't ever know where your kid is and stuff like that. But I think that right. there, are, there are parents that have done, like, they've done a really good job as parents, right. but then when the kids the leave the house, they air pressure. There's other variables in place that cause these kids to make poor decisions. Janelle said they can't throw it on the teachers. That's true too. Like yo, they throw a lot of responsibility on teachers, which yeah. not only just teaching. Now teachers got to be social workers, also to deal with some of this, some of the stuff. Like yo, it's 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 a lot going on, and I think that in order for them to actually tackle it, to get to the root of the issue, I think that they really need to confront with the real crime is to me to to use your resources chasing down people hopping a train um littering tagging up or littering you know like i just I don't, I don't see it as value but you know one thing i will concede though that and probably all of all three of us we need to think about none of us live in a neighborhood that has the, any of those things going on you know at some point in time not anymore but was going on but we and i ain't going back Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I drove. Know, I drove through the Bronx today. I was like, "Thank God I ain't in this shit." So think about it. But for, for us to be removed from it and to not see I had the value to. in it, for us to be removed and, not see the value <laughs> in it, and to say something like, "Okay, you know, like they don't need to focus on this." There are people that are in those circumstances. That's like, "Yo, we need somebody ASAP to step in and come in here and clean up, physically clean up." The, um, the neighborhood, because I do think that aesthetics do play, you know, they, it plays a factor. It is a factor, but I don't know if that should be the sole focus of right. the community to say, like, you know, for everything that they got going on with all the violence, you telling me that, yep, the top of your list for a crime is jaywalking and public urination and public intoxication? And that's just misleading, because they, they, they think it's, le it's starting from there. Mm-hmm. They think that that's the culprit that leads to someone to pick up a knife, pick up a gun. No, it ain't. A lot of these kids don't even know how to deal with conflict conflict resolution. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to express themselves. So the moment someone says something to them, they pulling out. Nobody even fights no more. Like, dude, just have a fight. Go to, go to schoolyard and shoot the five. If you don't like somebody. I ain't, I ain't promoting it. But look, the both of y'all walk away out of that schoolyard alive. You know what I'm saying? 
Stop with this 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 craziness that because I do let me tell you something. That littering in New York is learned behavior. You watch somebody else throw some shit on the floor, you're gonna do it too. You ain't gonna stop that. That's never gonna stop. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. That's not gonna stop. Imagine going, man, imagine taking that trip to Rikers Island and somebody, yo, what you locked up for? I, yo, it's my third time getting caught. Literally. I was drinking a soda and I threw it. I just missed the garbage and I threw but it yo, on the hold floor. Up. But, that's a, but listen, that's a money grab. Exactly. Yeah, because, exactly. Because either you find, either you find them or they, they going to hit you with the taxpayer dollars. That's it. Oversaturation, overtime for the, for the officers, overcrowdedness. It's a trickle-down effect. I Yo, Miss Janelle, hey, hey Miss Janelle, add on. I know you got something you want to say. Go ahead. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all know y'all had me because I'm in my self care room. I'm like, if the chair is but so small, I'm like, they got to act, and I'm stomping and hand, like, yes, yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. First of all, parenting starts from home, and most definitely, I'm from the South Bronx. Had one parent on drugs. I get all that. But it starts from home. So when I moved upstate, where I live at now, I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop this way of parenting the way my mother taught me. I didn't stop everything because right. some values and stuff. He, he, listen. Yeah, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? This is color, okay? But I'm going to say this. What I did do as a parent that my mother didn't do because we were left with so much responsibility, go to school. I, I know my mother, she went to work 3 to 11. She didn't really have time to communicate with the school and stuff because that would require her to either walk in or call because we didn't have technology. So right. when I became a parent 17 years ago, what I did was I emailed every single teacher. My name is Janelle. I am Ruben's mother. I don't do, I've been meaning to talk to you. Because if you, because every teacher say, I've been meaning to talk to you. I'm going to say to them, did, did your fingers break or? Why you ain't call? Right. What do you mean you've been meaning to talk to me? That's a fact. So as a parent, you have to do the work. You cannot expect a teacher to do the work who is teaching 30 students. For me, right. I had one child. So I did the work. So that way, when I got to go beat her up, not beat her up, but verbally speak with her, right? I can say, I emailed you on the first day of school. I told you, you know, my do's and don'ts. I set the boundaries with you. You don't tell me you've been meaning to call me. You call me. Day, night, middle of the night, you call me. It's my child. It's my responsibility. That's right. So the teachers have some sort of responsibility, but they don't have all of responsibility. All responsibility. Also, right. We have to understand that these teachers are not social workers, just like Shannon said. They don't have they don't take many mental health classes. They may take a psych class, and I think everybody gotta take that, you know, in the core credits. But after that, they're learning how to teach. And, and us social workers are learning the study of the brain and why do we behave the way they do. Teach us Talk about that. that knowledge, huh? Yeah. Talk about that, the brain. But, but people, you know, look, people don't know. So, people miss the point about neural, neural intelligence, man. What you put in your head. Yes, why do we that, do that? That's what, that's what I think that's where the parenting comes. When you're guiding a child who will have their own mind, what are you allowing them 
to ingest because ingested ain't right. just food water. Now your child is you responsible for that. Exactly, son. My son's father, we're best friends, but we don't live in the same household. So my son, mm -hmm. but he was 15, right? So he thought he could bark at his mother. Now, boy, you raised in Maybrook. You know nothing about barking at a mother. And I'm old. Yeah. So what I did was I taught him a lesson. I didn't abuse him. But all he could say was, Mommy, you fought me like a man in the street. I said, well, you jumped up at me like a man in the street. Decked him right in his chest. Put him right in that throat. Because he's 6'4. I got to break you down. You're That's four. it. I'm chopping you. Let he, me... wasn't, he wasn't prepared for that. And I said, first of all, you're light on your feet. Because one thing you don't learn in this suburban area is how to be heavy on your feet. You got to be strong on them feet or you're going to be knocked out, boy. <laughs> so he's very light. But I say this to See? say that. That's a mother teaching her son how to hold herself down. <laughs> but ask me what that did for my son. One, it told right. me I'm not the one. Try another one, but not me. Right, two, that's right. Two, it taught him how to maintain respect because all of his flashbacks is when I jumped at my mother, I saw Jesus. <laughs> that flash, that white light. Like, I did the praise dance. I started speaking in tongues because he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, don't do that. But it starts from in the home, and that is my thing. We cannot hold the police accountable. We cannot hold the teachers accountable. We there you have go. to hold what happens in your household. If you see violence in your household, you're going to be violent. Let me let me ask you a question. Since because again, broken this broken windows policing theory goes back to that if you live in an area where there is um graffiti, littering, jaywalking, public urination, public drinking and stuff like that, then it begets more crime, right? So for all of us, all of us we have removed from the Bronx, we all live in the Bronx. Do you think that the reason why in your area there's probably a lower crime rate than there is currently in the Bronx is a result of because you don't have those things? Is there no? Nah, I think it's the. I think we nah, have. No, I... but it's, 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 yeah, it's go to Corey first and then go to Janelle. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah. If I'm looking at the two, if I'm looking at the two scenarios, I'm looking at responsibility for your community exactly. in the suburbs and yeah. in in, in ownership. So you're going to take more care of the shit you live in because you right. own it. That's right. And, 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 that, and that's a taught behavior because you get that through experience or you was taught that in your house. That's and I'm right. saying it comes from even if you had a pair of fresh sneakers, you take care of what you, what you, what you purchase. Mm -hmm. But in the hood, <laughs> Everything is dis is disposable, right? Everything. They rent they they renting, and then it's all it's like a pot of gumbo. You got you got it's uneven. You got some people, middle class that don't want to move, and then you got some poverty. And the ones that's in between, I guess they living reckless and they don't care about their community. Right. They just don't. It's just a fundamental thing. That's how I look at it. Like they just don't care about their community. And it's learned behavior. Just like I talked about the littering. You see someone throw some shit on the floor, you're going to do it too.
because it looks acceptable. Ain't nobody say nothing to him. He threw that whole garbage through all that. Ain't nobody say nothing. You know what? Throw our minds out, too. Listen, you know I'm, I'm for gentrification. I'm for gentrification. Because it, 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 it throws, hey, it throws it the clean, community off. Yeah, yeah, because when because when when me and Shannon was coming up, you had a sprinkle of white folks. You mm -hmm. had I had a white person on my block. You had missionaries walking. You mm -hmm. had per, per, I think you had uh some nuns walking. You had certain people. Oh, and you had old grandmothers that were literally picking stuff up off the street, yeah. like they were cleaning the street up. Yeah, so you know, the Good. community, man. Mm-hmm. Good, where I live now is community policing. My police live in the complex. And where I live at, be, all New York City police live here. So my doors is open, mm -hmm. my wallet is in my car. I never lock my door, never up here. Because if you're gonna come to Maybrook, you better have a lot of guns because there's too many guns in this complex. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna make right. it out. But the community policing works. The kids grew up with the police officers here. So like my son, he's always known the police officer. My son went to school with the kid that runs our Chinese food restaurant, right? So they How all grew up together. It's a little different here than in the South Bronx. On one Absolutely. In Boston Road, the police wouldn't even come down the block. They were scared. They not <laughs> <laughs> they like kill each other. Y'all just go down and kill each other because they were scared. They didn't want to act, you know, want to interact with us because they labeled us as hoodlums. We're going to kill That's right. We're going to do the drugs. And, and, and what was it? The task force? What was the name of them? TNT. TNT. That was the only Thanks. time we saw police really like throwing people on the floor and stuff was then. But we didn't, we don't have that. TNT ain't, ain't no task force up here. Yeah. I, Not I, even close. I, and, and Mayor Adams is putting them back on the street, too. Yeah, I agree with Corey was saying, though. Like, I think the difference is not, to me, it doesn't have anything to do with, like, those quality of life crimes up here. I don't think it's the, no. I think it's the ownership piece, the feeling like, you know, I'm invested in my community and it becomes a norm. You know, it's a norm. In, in my community, that if you got to use the bathroom, you go inside your house. You, know? you go inside your house, huh? Yeah, you don't use the bathroom on your lawn and stuff like So I, I don't know if there's a direct correlation around crime as a result of it. And that makes me kind of go back to thinking about, like, the piece around, like, why is there going to be this investment in this broken windows policing where maybe the investment should really be in actually trying to figure out how do we get people to have more ownership of their community? You know, like the, and again, I'm pro beautification. Like, I do yeah. think that they, there are places in the Bronx, you know, in particular, the Brooklyn and stuff like that, that, you know, it makes sense for them to figure out how do we clean this area up. I just don't know if by cleaning that area up, it's going to change the fact that people are committing crimes. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, and I also go back to, I think a lot of this kind of gets me worried about like stopping frisk coming back into play. And there's some people that are proponents. Their fans are stopping frisk because they believe that, you know, stopping frisk is going to get people off the street. The only issue I have with it is, though, stop, to me, stopping frisk is just like kind of like throwing a real wide net yeah. out there and hoping that, okay, I threw a net out there and I'm going to get some people back. The thing that's concerning and scary about it to me, though, is that how many people get caught up in that net and harassed as a result of it. Right. And maybe, maybe, maybe New York is at a point now where they feel like their um, problem as it relates to violence is so big 
that they do need to institute something like that. Corey, I seen you saying you agree with it. You want to add anything? Yeah, I agree with it. Cause I was, I was out there when, I was out there when that actually was going down, and the kids that I do know that was holding on the streets, mm -hmm. they would not hold because they were they were scared of a cop jumping out on them. It's just a common sense thing to do, right? I'm not going to just that's suicide. I'm going to jail. I'm gonna put myself in jail, right? But I think the generation has changed. Like a lot of officers from that era, they retired, and there's a whole bunch of little boys now. This this on the police force, so I don't even think mm -hmm. they understand the racial component for stopping frisk. Right, them guys right. they're lazy any they lazy anyway. I don't know if y'all ride the train, but they be grouped up. They don't really do no work. They don't care. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But to have the presence in the community will stop the crime. Period. You don't really need stopping frisk. Just put twenty officers on the beat. It's going to slow beat. it down. <laughs> give them a nice give them a nice stick back. Where's the beat walker? Where, where did they just vanish to? Because when I grew up, there was always a beat walker, which deterred Facts. niggas from even standing on the corner. You went the other way, drinking, loitering, all that. Have you seen him? Oh, here he come. Let me go up the block. And he'll tell you, just yo, go up the block. I know I have some police officers that came to see us on the corner. Yo, listen, go up the block. Yeah. Not right Wait, here. Not, not, in front of, not, not in front of the store, not in front of mommy's store, not in front of the post office. Just walk up the block, do what you do. I ain't got to see it. Just move from here. Yo. I had some, then I had some that would jump out and be in your pockets. I'm like, what are you doing? You all in my pockets? That, and that's what I'm afraid of with this that zero tolerance mentality. Moment you open your mouth, now it's probable cause. Oh, let me see. You're a criminal. You got a hat turned yeah. backward. You look just yeah, all that stereotypical shit, man. I can't stand that, B. Yo, so here's the thing, though. Like, the um, first first of all, if I was a police officer, I wouldn't want to be in Brooklyn, Bronx, or the Queens with just a nightstick. The way these dudes is out here with these weapons out yo, You setting them up to get slaughtered. I need a, I need a laser or some shit. Yeah, you, that, 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 yeah the young that, ones that, don't care. That, okay, they have, they have no sense of caring for any of us they don't uh -huh. respect the respect went away you know how we be like who Touch. is it across the street miss alice miss alice Touch. everybody business but miss alice would be checking kids you know your baby was out here acting up you know that's right person miss alice told everybody so we come. You call her what they call her bonita patrell yeah we had a village <laughs> now, Everybody mind their business because you can't talk to nobody, kid. You can't. Right. But Jan so, so what? Janelle, you're hitting it. Just said, where the elders at to check the young kids? And yeah, that's a great point. But you know why the elders ain't checking the young kids? But two, mm -hmm. one for fear, and two, I'm gonna be honest with yeah. you, I feel like as elders, we failed a lot of these young kids. Mm -hmm. What you was gonna say, Corey? You think so, Shanoi? No, I, yo, to Janelle's point. Yeah, I. You know what? Let me. It's two things. To Janelle's point. She's 100% right. That go back to the household. Like, if you can't, if you don't respect the officer, and that, and so what we were saying, Shannon, I mean, the officers, 42nd Precinct would come to the school. Yeah. We knew that he was an officer, and we were scared to death, right? The fear was there. The fear yeah. was there. Right. Some of us that had fathers in the household, the fear was with the father, right? right. So all their mother. Either way. But I don't think... I think the elder people died, died off. They, they kids decided not to raise their kid a certain type of way, like how they was raised, and they right. went against the they went against the grain. And the Being kids out here, kids. 
Right, and, it, and and a lot of freedom was, you know, allowing these girls or these guys to have kids at a very early age without any education, period. Mm-hmm. I agree and they're not understand. We we the elders. We failed. We the elders now. Let me tell you something. When I get it, I get yeah, in a little. Yeah, but these kids don't listen. It's true. They born. The kids are born stupid. Some of these kids are born stupid. They don't listen. They don't listen. That's why I don't count. These young ones today are tough to get through. They're tough to get through, but there's always 100%. a breaking point. Yes, it's always a breaking point, though. You can yep. always get to them. When you get to them on one-on-one and you look them square in the eye and they can feel that dominance over you, they cower. They ain't got that bravado when they're around their friends and they gassed up. Yo, son, whatever. You catch them on a one-on-one like, yo, what up? Yo, but can I say something? Bro? Oh, shit. OJ, I ain't know you talk like that. You know what I'm saying? Can I say something, though? Like, like even from what you're saying, like, you catch them on a one-on-one and you be like, yo, what up? Like, to go back to what Corey was saying when we were talking, we was talking about, like, the politicians and we was like, yo, they still got these old antiquated methods. The methods that we are trying to use are the methods that worked with us where, you know, OGs and elders pulled up on us and was like, yo, get, get out of here. What you doing out here? This, that, or whatever. We talking about yeah. age kids. We need new age practice. And if we still coming at them. More than, there's more than one way to skin a cat, B. Yeah, You're right. We need an aggression. With aggression, nothing good is going to come from it. And you got to think about it. Like, when we were younger, we had some discernment. You know, we, you view, you looked at authority. We respected like, authority. Yes, sir. Yeah, this Respect is authority it. or whatever. Now, it's, yo, oh, you, oh, yo, this old cat running up on me or whatever. You know, how you call it like that? We have to think about a way to be more strategic and actually, you know, bringing them along and enlisting them. And I think a lot of the conversations that we have with, um, with, with kids and even, even by, like, the terminology elders, we're coming from a place of hierarchy. And they're not responding to hierarchy. And they're definitely not responding, responding to, to um, high callers, to authority. If they ain't scared of the police... And you just they gonna be scared you. Out on the street. They look yeah, they gonna be scared of you. But I like I like what Kenyatta said, man, because I was a coach and I was a coach in Maryland. And I had I had some ten year olds that knew how to get around Maryland or through around Baltimore like an adult and their mouths was filthy. But when they came to the court and they come to practice, that was the that was the time to instill respect and morals. Listen, you gonna come in this gym, and you gonna respect this gym if you wanna play ball. I give you the world, but you ain't gonna talk back to me. You're not gonna sit here and disrupt my practice, and or you, or you can leave. And a lot of them was like, yeah, I don't want to go back out there. I, right, Mr. Rob, I'll pay attention, just like that. And we used to tell the parents. We used to tell the parents too back then as well. Listen. I had a, I had I had a practice with these kids. They was like nine, ten years old. So I just wanted to see how athletic they was. I said, "Yo, give me three laps." These kids couldn't even do one. I stopped practice immediately, and I told the parent, "I said, you see that? You bringing your kids here? You're paying money to bring your kids here. Some of you want your, your child to be Carmelo Anthony and Iverson. He can't even run a lap." I said, "You know what you do when you go home? Turn off them damn TVs. Turn off that video game, and get them acclimated to just adjusting to a process. That's it. A process. If you want to learn something, there's got to be process orientated. If that's not going to happen, you might as well keep your money and don't bring your kid here because we learn things by a process here. That's it. Yo, Yo, Rob, there's motivation. Kids want structure. They want it. We just got to give it to them. 
there's right. external motive, there's external motivation there and there's a relationship and there's something implied that they're gonna get as a result of it. So that's why you can reach kids and you can reach youth through, you know, mentorship sports, programs, right. sports and stuff like that. If you could get a kid into a mentorship program, fifty percent of the battle is done because the kid actually wants a mentor. Right. He so took the initiative. He took the initiative, right? I agree. You're talking about impromptu, how do we you know, how from an impromptu us just walking up to somebody how do we, you know, get a kid to buy into what it is that we're saying? And I'm saying, like, yo, we're, we're the elders. We're the role models. And if they see us doing a whole bunch of goofy stuff, if they, if they see right. us, you know. Learn behavior. Right, right. I got you. Disrespecting our women. Or if they see us, um, how you call it, selling drugs or whatever it is, like, yo, we we providing the optics for them about this is the way that life goes. So they Learn behavior, baby. Them, they're looking at us now, and they like, if you pulling up on them, and you pulling up on them and you telling, yo, get out of here, this, that, or whatever. You're looking at, yo, you washed. You you know how you call it. There's no more respect for being a, being an older person. Like, it's it's bugged, though, because in our day and age, growing old is a blessing. To grow old is a beautiful you know, thing. You know? I agree. I agree with you, Shadon. You know why I agree with you? Because the only caveat to that is you have to be. When we was coming up, we had a center. Yeah, the community so center. Right. That's one, right? You had a community center, mm -hmm. so you had eight hours in school, oh. maybe two and three and a half hours in the community center. And then when you left the community center, you had another few hours to get all the reinforcement back. Mm -hmm. And I think to what you said earlier, I, us living out here is a is a problem. But then again, it's what we wanted because where we came from. But if the community was the way it is, we would have to live back in the community to make a crazy direct impact because the kids got to see us every day every for day me, for, 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 for me i don't want no young ones i catch i got two i got two 25 26 year olds i catch them out of high school because i ain't got the patience because i understand that the young ones their household is so screwed up if i see them for three hours they got a whole 10 or 11 hours in that household <laughs> they got to see right. me every day right that's I, right right so so i agree I agree with what you're saying, Shannon. Like that's that's real, man. They they gotta respect the OGs, but we gotta show them. You gotta show them. You gotta you gotta lead by example, man. And don't be you can't be afraid to approach them. Like I said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You can't approach them like you are the authority or the, or the right. authority. Approach them like you appear. You know, right. comment them on their sneakers. Give them a comment. Yeah, them sneakers is hot, shorty. Where you get right. them from? And that might turn into, yo, what you doing out here? Or yeah. whatever, whatever the case may be. And if he opens up, once the once when a kid opens up, that's when you, you insert that's when you can insert, yo, I got an idea. How about this? X, Y, and Z. If you went over here, right. my man Shanana get you a job. He know a dude that got a barber shop. If you in the barber, you want a barber, right. I get you in right now, son. And they start right. to see right. that. They hear that, they weigh in balance what I'm doing on the street, or yeah, this this older dude told me he can help me out. Boom, boom, boom. It it will work. I've seen it work. Yeah. But we have to be consistent at it and you have to be present, like Corey said. Yeah, and you gotta also show people that there's potential that they could be something. Like there are a lot of people that don't think that they'll ever, ever be anything based on their circumstances and based on where they come from. Where they but live, I, that's right. I didn't like to go back to this this broken um, broken windows policing theory. Like I just, I feel like there's so. I hate, going I hate the sound of that. I hate the sound of that broken it, window. It's theory. stupid. It's, it's stupid. There's so much, so much going on in 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 inner cities that I just think that to focus the police 
manpower on things. Again, I want to reiterate, you know, we're talking about jaywalking, public urination, um, public drinking, uh, um, graffiti, turnstile hopping and things like that. I'm not saying that these are things that we need to turn a blind eye to, but I just think that they, that this is like almost, it kind of reminds me of The Wire. When in the, I don't know how much of The Wire y'all follow, but in The Wire, when um, Bunny took and moved all the crime into one area and they was looking like, damn, why is all the crime down? Or <laughs> whatever. And the other part of the wires too, like when elections come around, they start fixing up the community and trying to give optics that things are looking better. I think that the, the, the things that's going on in inner city community that is so so many ills that just by slapping a fresh coat of paint over it is just masking with the real situation. That's all it is. That's, that's a fact. They're that's looking for somebody to arrest. But Listen, I'd rather you piss all over the Bronx and then we get the guns off the street, okay? But how do you, but, but listen, how do you... We grew up with the Yeah, but listen, but in one sentence, you want to close Rikers Island and in another sentence, you want to you want to force people to get locked here. up? They want to fill it that's up. Not, that's not a good look for two, he, two black people that's ahead of a department. One is the mayor and one is the police. Like, you can't, that's common sense. Well, you know that's a big business within itself. I don't care what they say. They, they talk about yeah. They talk Absolutely. about prisons and jails are owned by people, but, not by cops, not by the city. They're owned by they individually own. So that's money. We just use their building to house our criminals. Right, so right. when you look at it like that, you got to say that business still has to bloom. What we could do on the lower end, because I always tell people, you cannot write Joe Biden. Start low. Start with right. the community. Because Joe Biden ain't answering none of our letters. Nah. He ain't got time for right. So you start very low. That's like, if you could grab up a kid, hey, like when my son turned 17, he, he really was going into the man world. His father's active, but his father's not here. So what right. I did was I reached out to, well, y'all know I'm a therapist. So, you know, A, therapist. B, I was talking to my girlfriend's boyfriend. And he said, yo, Janelle, I'll snatch little boy up because Ruben has this fantasy where he want to go see what's about Newburgh and Poughkeepsie. And I'm like, boy, you, you, you don't nothing. want that smoke. You don't, you don't want to go in New <laughs> But he wants to that's not a field. That's not a field trip you want to take. Tell him fentanyl. Say fentanyl. You can't handle yourself. And then you want to go there with a Gucci bag. They're going to steal it. Yeah. But what I told him was, I reached out to my friend's boyfriend. He said, Janelle, I'll take him under my wing. I'll grab him up. I'm going to take him to show him that that's not what you want. Right. And he Step up. He took my son out one time, and I could be honest, my son is not asking to go to Newburgh and Poughkeepsie. See that? Because he may have not needed to hear it from me. And ladies, I'm a woman, and I strongly don't believe I could raise a man. I'm sorry, but I cannot raise a man because you can, I'm you not. All you can do is your best, man. Yeah, and I'm a mother. I'm a mother. So I know That's my right. role. He has a father. And right. for those that don't have a father, we got to grab up mentors. And um, my my best friend, her name is Janelle, too. She wrote in here that we need more males in the school. The schools are dominated with yeah, women. 
I, and I agree with you. It's, I got a school contract. Yeah, how how many how many men are in schools? How many men are in minority schools? How many minority men are in minority schools where they could say, "Yo, shorty, I know it. I understand it. I understand it. I've been down that road." If a kid say to someone, "My mother's a crackhead," and that someone he's talking to is not relatable, you're not going to get much out of a kid. But if a kid tell one of us, yo, my dad is the crackhead, I could be like, I get it. And it's hard hiding your stuff. It's right. hard sleeping at night. You're, and you're relating to him. around looking for shit to rob and stuff. So guess what? That kid is going to gravitate to me because I'm talking their language. They have That's a right. language. Any trauma has a language. If you could speak that language, you could grab them up. But even if you be honest with a kid and say, hey, I never lived the way you are living, teach me. That's how I coach my clients and my and my clients in on my nine to five too. I don't know what that feels like, but if you teach me, I could get a better understanding. Oh, right. you want to learn? Of course, I don't know. If you don't know something, you got to ask a question. So right. we cannot go in every field as the expert when we're not an expert at their situation. You know, you know. Um, I don't know if you all read an article that came out recently. There was an article that came out where they were talking about how I think they said that they that there are so many backlog cases in New York City that prosecutors have quit at an alarming rate. So how does this kind of work hand in hand with if now we're going to be doing these prosecuting people for these quality of life infractions? I'm get, I'm hoping that the city is All right, we're back. Let's see if we get everybody back. Yo. What's up, bro? Short, short pause for the call? <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me get all them people I had in here. Can I invite now? <laughs> Yeah, invite them all in. Or invite them all back in if you want. I am. I'm inviting everybody in. Wait, it's in. Actually, I'm gonna send my. I'm gonna send mine out too. Yeah, let's pack this room back up. This is a good conversation. We're back. We're back. I'm happy everybody's enjoying the conversation. The No Ideas Original Podcast. Let me get Corey back. Shout out to you, Miss Nels. God bless you, sweetheart. I appreciate your wisdom, man. Is she free again? Oh, me? Yeah, I said I appreciate, I appreciate your wisdom, man, no, for real. Y'all should have saw me in my house. I was like, I got to get on. I got I to gotta request. <laughs> I'm so goddamn animated. And the thing is, Dr. I Wade, I see you, Dr. Truck. Wade. Gas costs too much money. <laughs> right, stay home, stay home for a little bit. Stay home for a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I was, I was saying earlier. Somebody said they was like, you know, they don't understand why black people vote Democrat, and I was saying black people vote Democrat because they're learn behavior. That's what we were taught. Parents, their great grandparents. Yeah. When my mother took me the first vote, she said, "Just, just cross off." All the Demi way down, Democrat. Democrat. <laughs> okay, Learn, 
Learn behavior, man. That's the that that's that's the recipient of all of what's happening. It's what we learn. The environment. You're a product of your environment. So what you see in your environment, you repeat it. You emulate it. You know what I'm saying? And and it was it was it was crazy growing up in a in a community riddled with drugs and people were like, Yo, Rob, why you wanna touch a pack? Because I don't like running from the cops. <laughs> That's easy. I don't want to be running from the cops. Every time I step out my door, I got to be, nah, bro. But if you want to do it, listen, I'm not here to judge you, man. That's your life. That's what you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm. But my environment taught me different. Well, I learned different in my environment. I won't say it taught me different. I, I, I learned different in my environment. Yeah, we getting folks back in the Get room. Up. Yeah, Keep I'm the comments coming, too. This is a good discussion. And this whole discussion started all from us talking about Mayor Broken Adam, window. Broken <laughs> I got to look that up. Yo, sis, when you look it up. I got to do my homework on that theory. Broken window theory. theory. It's a crazy theory, and it just it, it, it depicts urban environment. You know what urban is keyword for. You know what I mean? That's just a cold word for niggas or yeah. black people or the hood or where... <laughs> you know, where uh, impoverished people rest or whatever narrative they want to use, they consolidate it to urban. If we have people in here, in the chat that actually are from New York City, are you opposed to um, the broken windows policing theory? Would you like to see the city actually go after people for more quality of life crimes? Do you want them? And if you don't know what broken theory is, I can explain it. I can read from what I wrote. Do you want people to, you know, do you want them to convict more people that are involved in public urination, um, public indecency, public intoxication, turnstile, jumping, littering, right? Littering. Do you want people, you want them to address that? Because, look, again, I'm saying this, we're talking about this all from a position of people that no longer live in New York City. So, you know, we looking at it and we may be thinking to ourselves. outside like, looking in. You know, so here's the formal, I'm a, I'll give a formal definition on, on broken windows policing. The broken windows theory is a criminological theory that states that visible signs of crime, antisocial yep. behavior and civil disorder create an urban environment that encur encourages further crime and disorder, including serious crime. The theory suggests that policing methods that target minor crimes, such as vandalism, loitering, public drinking, jaywalking, and fair evasion, help to create an atmosphere of order and lawfulness. So what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that by addressing those items, it'll help to decrease the amount of violent crime that's currently occurring in the city? Let's see what people got to say. <laughs> Corey, you look like you're not buying it. <laughs> yo, bro, all you got, yo, dog, all you gotta do is put more cops in the. All you gotta do is saturate the communities with beat walkers. If you from the, if you if you from the nineties and you and you can't see that, then I don't know what to say. And me living outside of New York, I want full pressure, however way it comes. I want right. to be comfortable going back into the community. I'm not right. comfortable going back into the community. Mm -hmm. But by not by by no means though, it should be that reckless. Do you know Let's put you some know, cops? I have you know my my theory on why beatwalkers went away is I think beatwalkers went away one because people were probably complaining 
that um, neighborhoods were being over-policed. That's one. But also, I think beat workers went away. The, the, the zero tolerance. The zero tolerance shit. They're, because, look, there are other things that's in neighborhoods now that's supposed to be a deterrent to crime. That's supposed to save money. So now you think about it like once upon a time, you would have to have police officers on the side of the highway and strategically placed to catch people speeding. But now everywhere you go in New York City, there's it's speed trap. Speed track but yo, cameras but listen to this though. The physical presence associated with having these people, having these these damn police officers there. So some of this stuff, if you think about it, more and more now than when we were younger, how many crimes have you witnessed via the news showing you like, oh, we got it on camera. We see people attempted to get raped. We see murders on camera. We see all the stuff. So that's the reason why I think that they went away from saying like, you know what, we have these other deterrents this physical presence of actually putting these police officers here, you know, they nah, may away with it, and now nah, but, gotta go back to it. Nah, but real but real talk, right? I think when we was coming up, I, we kind of understand that the community, it was some some unrest. It was some, like, some fighting between the community and the beat-walking police officers, right? That's cool. Mm -hmm. But this is how, this is how, this is what tells you how weak the community is. You have, like, Nazi-like towers, they're, they're being bright lights in particular hot communities. How is it that you have a police command tower mm -hmm. beaming a light on apartment buildings or in the projects? Like, mm. I, explain explain that to me. Like, you just gonna have lights on all night with a police tower presence there? And so many kids the don't even. And some of the kids that's in these neighborhoods don't even respect that. Like, it's a. Can I tell you right there? They don't have. Right. I think you need the one-on-one -on -one communication. Like, I've been seeing videos with cops is going on the basketball courts, playing with the kids. You need, you need community policing, like what Daryl do, yeah. but you need it to a little... Daryl come in after the problems. Mm -hmm. You need it. You need them before the problems. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. I don't know, man. You need a... I had a conversation with Daryl this week, and I was saying to him, because he was like, he wanted to do something and I was saying to him, I was like, yo, maybe we could film like a documentary or something. But then he was saying that, you know, I said, but don't the police got to give their approval to do it? And he was saying like, yeah, that the police will have to give their approval and all that. But then to me, that kind of undermines actually doing it because then it just becomes police, you know, like police literature, <laughs> police, you know, pol the police already got public relations. They don't need us in, in that regard. That's a fact. And then they're gonna edit out all the the stuff that you want to put in it. They're gonna edit that out. The real stuff. Tanisha O three said we need community policing. It's very important. I agree. We need community policing. We also need to do some some um policing of our own community. And we talked about that earlier. We were saying that you know, and not I don't know where you live at, but in some neighborhoods, it's a norm not to do some of these things that they're mentioning because the people who live in the community have no tolerance for it. They don't want to see cops ever. <laughs> they don't want no police. They don't, but listen, but listen, some of them don't even know the reason. Is a monkey see, monkey do. Some of them don't even know the reason why they don't behave, see man. police officers, bro. Learn like, behavior, my thing is man. this. My thing is this. If you hate politics, don't pay taxes. That's my thing. If you hate politics and you hate, um, you hate positive influence, and you can't help, don't pay taxes. Go, go be a nomad. Go live. Live off go the grid. Trailer. <laughs> Don't live off the grid because because at the end of the day you pay taxes. Mm -hmm. And that's the you know what I'm saying. So when you pay taxes, 
Yo, the, the way with everything. The way the world is going, we about to be off the grid. Ain't gonna be no food. <laughs> Second, so, head, head up, wings out. There's too many, too many corrupt cops. Not the answer. What do you uh, explain a little bit for us? Too many corrupt cops, not the answer. So, you know, maybe she believes. Okay, when I was growing up, the police interacted with the community and the kids. Mm -hmm. And the interaction yes, with the community and the kids was not always from a punitive standpoint, right? Right. Kids' first interaction with a police officer is you being detained, and uh -huh. that's, that sets the, 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 the perception. We, talk, we, talk, we talked about this before, Sean. PAL, Police Athletic League. Where is that? And I was at every precinct, every every neighborhood, every neighborhood I went to play ball in, I played at a PAL. Yo, all God. through the Bronx, all through Harlem, everywhere. When you can't, you can't, about, if you find two, you're lucky. When they were talking about defunding the police, that's what I thought that they were going to do. Defund the, poli the defunding the police, I thought, was going to be about actually reallocating those monies into those kind of resources. Yeah, son. They have to. I think that's what they. I think that's what they meant, but nobody had the brains to explain it. Because <laughs> everybody ran. Because everybody ran the optics. I'm well not well not the optics, but people the radicals. You know what I'm saying? They ran with the 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 notion that the fund the police means we not take all the money away from them, strip them of what they need to, what they need to have, and just just let the community do what they need to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think the message wasn't wasn't brought out there fast enough with that. Right. Yeah, and if it's a narrative too, like crime is up, and you talking about defunding the police, right? So it's poor yeah. timing. That's poor timing to be talking about defunding the police when crime is up. You need the police, man. You yeah, need some sort of structure out there. Language man. around defunding police, you know, like it, it sounds it sounds much more buzzworthy than mm -hmm. actually saying. I tell you the this. Fun. When you when you talk about defunding police, I found out a little, a little tidbit of information. To fund the police, New York City police, it's ten billion dollars a year. Hmm. You know how much it is to fund Ukraine military? Five billion dollars, and they go on a war with Russia. How is our police system cost more than Ukraine military who's at war right now? So, what type of war? Does the police department think they're in when you gotta fund them over ten billion a year? Mm. And, they only, and, they, and they're only targeting broken window theory communities. Who's the war again? Who's the war again? New York. You know something. You, New like, York City is unique. Yeah, Corey. It's a city. New York City is unique, but but it's unique. You got you got a thousand projects. You got mm -hmm. you got a lot of you got a lot of poverty people. You got crazy mm -hmm. homeless people. Right. You know, like look at the sanitation. Yeah, how, look how much garbage about it is. What? Fifteen, twelve, maybe maybe that's say fifteen million people documented. And we don't we ain't sleep. Talk, we ain't talking about the undocumented. Right, and we don't sleep. So it's continuous with us. That's a fact. That, that's some good so point. The, fu the funding are, the funding need to be there. You know what they need but to you, do? But Ukraine, Ukraine's population is five times more than New York City. Yeah. But they crime ain't. You know, what, you, know what, you, know what, you know what they need to do? They, need, they, really, they really need to start relying on the police to address mental health issues. Thank you. Not mental 100%. 100%. Not, I agree with that. That's why they kill them. Mm -hmm. they're not, I agree with that. Peace, now. I see you, baby.
Yeah, you put the police in a position where they go in and respond to these domestic calls and they don't have the training or the skills to successfully de-escalate this they, stuff. They bring in the battering ram for domestic violence. Well, yeah, that's what you see, the night the nightstick and all that. You know, yeah, like, they're, scared. they're scared because they don't know, they're not trained. Right. And, and they depict how they're trained, too. They could be trained to go in there on the Gestapo style. You know what I mean? To 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 to, to wrangle a couple of heads, bang a couple of heads. Some police officers are excited at the fact that there's no this broken window theory is back in place because it it goes right back to zero tolerance. Broken window policy becomes associated with controversial police practices. How do you separate the two when you get an unruly little seventeen year old like, oh fuck you? All right, bring your ass here and get. You know what I mean? There's no there's no decorum there. Yeah. Oh. Central book is gonna be full. <laughs> Loaded. <laughs> Yo, but again, 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 look, I wanna I wanna I wanna reiterate, make sure you understand. They're not talking about youth, they talking about adults that, that they want to They talk about everybody, pretty everybody, much. But the adults. That that's not they the answer. It. Let's go after the big crimes and that the youth, you figure they all gonna get swept and they gonna, you know, that's that's gonna be sent to different facilities and stuff like that to deal with. We talking yeah. about we talking about adults committing quality of life crimes that and again like it's easy to be on the outside and look at this stuff and be like, yo, you shouldn't be overly concerned about these quality of life crimes. But the truth truth of the matter is if you lived in that community, if you live in a community you are like, yo, I don't want to come outside to somebody urinating with my kids yeah. or I don't want to live in a community where they blasting the music all the time. I'm not I'm not opposed to them actually attempting to do something around these crimes, my opposition is that I don't think that it should be the focus of their policing. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I get why you would want to... How do you... No, I agree with you. You can't, I don't, you I can't don't, stop... These are stupid crimes. I'd you say can't stop them. nobody from urine, urinating. You can't. How do you do that? <laughs> the numbers. Well, look at the numbers. 12 million people. You want to stop... Look, that doesn't make sense. It's not gonna happen, son. Now with now with liquor stores and mommy stores yo, selling yo, beer on, and all that and blobbing the ring. They haven't they just got pissed everywhere they go. They haven't stopped it. They haven't stopped it. But let's say quality of life crimes committed. How do you think it stopped out there? Say that one more time, Sean. Said that how you call it? Like if we look at New York City and we saying that we're gonna stop these quality of life, we want to stop these quality of life crimes, right? And we compare yeah, right. to Hills and we saying that okay, they, these quality of life crimes don't exist. Corey was saying that you know what, you can't stop people from urinating. What's stopping people from urinating in the street in Beverly Hills versus people urinating in the street in New York City? Yo. You can't get the homeless people. They got to be the richest homeless people in Beverly Hills, bro. You can't lose them. <laughs> so so we gonna stop. The, we working from the premise that the only people urinating on the street is homeless people. <laughs> bro, that ain't that ain't true. <laughs> Yo, you know I don't know how you is? listen. I don't even. Everybody that come from the club is pissing Yo. on the street. You know what the difference is? It's probably somebody pissing in the street right now, yo. It's become socially acceptable in the inner city communities that take public to publicly urinate. That's the difference or whatever. Like, no, that's what yo, Shanoa, listen. 
This got to be a this got to be a Saturday Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> you got more dogs peeing on the street than than humans. Dogs, <laughs> dogs, bro. So dogs. Dogs, bro. Think about it. Dogs. So how you gonna stop humans from peeing on the street, bro? Like. <laughs> Yo, the pissing ain't shooting on the street. <laughs> okay, how about putting more latrines in the communities where there's high pissing? <laughs> I can't, yo, I can't believe our conversation is about police and public urination, which is crazy. No, it, it's, 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 it's the petty crime. But it's a petty crime. But Ooh, it's the petty, it's the petty crimes, the jaywalking and all that. One, look, look what one Janelle said. Look what one Janelle said. That's what. That's the point I was making exactly. The cultural expectations are different in the suburbs. That's not policing. That goes back to yo. This is the norm where we at. This is how yeah. It's the learned behavior. I'm telling the littering man. The littering plays that part too. You see someone throw some shit out the window, you be like, yo, I fuck that. I want. I ain't wait till I get to a garbage can. Where that shit at? You know what? You know why, Rob? Because you got New York sanitation. They get overtime. <laughs> Come by, and you clean get it up, right? You get overtime, bro. They get overtime. Let's start I, in the street. You yo, know what I'm saying? I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know until I read. I didn't even know until I read that this was Mayor Adams' plan that public urination was that big of an issue. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, like nah, so no, you can't look at it that literal. That's a smoking, like Rob said, it's smoking mirrors. It's something. It's a hidden agenda under that, and I think he was legally playing it smart. Because it's probable cause that give probable cause for you to really run around and do what you want to do. That's that's right. like I said. At, that's at what this point, zero, That's where the zero tolerance coming at, Cole. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, that's yeah. What, it's, that's the, it. it's the it's the cobra snake. You know what I'm saying? Like let it let that play out. Cause right now they need that. Right. Like yo, I originally ran up on him because he was urinating in public, but I caught him with a gun. Damn. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so a listen, listen. that's a win. That's a win win for a hey, cop. Yo, I guess. Yo, yo, back in the days, you couldn't, they they really was locking you up for reckless eyeballing. You know what that is? That's really looking at the cops a certain type of way or indicating to somebody else on another corner that they got to go. Police officers seeing you indicating to somebody that, yo, the cops are coming, they're going to lock you up with that too. It's a petty crime. Yeah. It's bad. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Here we are, man. Yeah, it's yo, it's, it's it's easy again for us the Monday morning quarterback. Sharon. Sure, Mayor yep. Adams finding out now for sure. Like, yo, damn, like yo, this this New York City mayor job ain't what I thought it would be. <laughs> so for what I I'm thought going back to I want to go back to Brooklyn Council. <laughs> Let me go backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he can, he gonna get a tough ride, man. And, and yo, with he'd all, be, all he be a vegetarian. Being said, though, now, this is the part that we haven't discussed, that now you put the police officer in a position where they got to go out and actually enforce this stuff. No. That's, that's where the zero tolerance, because they, they, they ain't got no patience even. Remember, they humans, too, son. At the same point, when they, they ain't going to tolerate but so much disrespect, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, we use the word anarchy. I hate for it to go there, but it's going to be tough. Especially with these younger, this younger generation, they don't they don't abide by anything. They don't listen to no authority. They don't listen to their parents. They don't listen to nothing but them, but their emotions. How they feeling at the moment is how they react. Mm. And that and that's that 
in itself, being emotional at that level, is already a, a, a dangerous cocktail to be dealing with. B. I, I pray that I pray that it works out for the best. Huh? Yo, Who said what? I've seen police pissing on the streets. Well, so what do we do with that? <laughs> right. Drunk, right? Because they drunk in their damn squad car. That shit ain't coffee. <laughs> this is a shot. Maybe, yo, maybe you can make a, make a citizen's arrest. How about that? I would love to do call that. Three, call 311. 311. I see officer so-and-so pissing in the corner. Yo, but you look, look, look what Kenyatta said. They'll be frustrated and enforcing this stuff. It's hard to get behind something you don't necessarily believe in. And I'm and, I, and again, I'm guessing that there are probably police officers that are like, yo, I have so much more important stuff that I could be going after. You know, so much we could be doing with other people committing crimes that I don't know if this is this is the priority. My Again, my concern for it is like the backlog, you know, so if you got people sitting in central bookings for days already, you know, and they haven't been so-called prosecuting these low-level offenses, if they start arresting people, and running them through the system for this stuff, then, yo, you're going to have people that's sitting there. You know, imagine that. Somebody get picked up for urinating in, the, in public, and they but that's what the beat walkers four days. But that's what the beat walkers are there for, because that's those are the only people that's going to catch you pissing. There ain't going to be nobody in the squad car. There's going to be a beat walker walking the neighborhood, and you you off because you got to pee so bad. You in the corner, and he's going to be like this. I'm just waiting for you to finish. Yo, but yo, that's why it's a, that's a money, it's a money grab. Yeah, it gotta be it gotta be a money grab because before when you got like a ticket for indecency in the park or something like that, or you was in the park after dusk, you get a bench you get a bench uh, ticket a to appear. Yeah, yeah, but I think now if they're smart, they add a fine to it. Yo, you gotta pay sixty dollars, seventy dollars, and kick them and kick and kick them right out the system. I will hope so. Yeah. Cause yo, here's the other thing. Imagine if you get imagine yo, and I this this sounds crazy, but imagine if you get a job, and you get ran through the system because you get caught pissing in Cortona Park, and you got to and you get a job, and, and don't that sound crazy? They you gotta tell them just like I've we. been arrested. They actually have you been arrested? Yes, for pissing. Somebody Fuck. said to discuss how people can police their own neighborhood and self sufficiency. Yeah, that was a that was a a, a, a great discussion. I Yo, that would never work in the Bronx. That would never work in New York City. Police in your own neighborhood? Never. Why do you say that? The community don't respect themselves. They're not gonna respect. Mm -hmm. They don't even respect police. You think they're gonna respect you, your neighbor? <laughs> they need. They gotta go to two two seven and get Miss Jenkins, get her walkie-talkie or something, <laughs> bro. Like you need an old person to do that. And everybody's a girl. These young kids is gang members. They're not listening to you. Yo, you know what, Corey? I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you um when you said it. You were talking about ownership. And you were talking mm -hmm. about like, that cultural norm around ownership. Like, you know, like if you own something. How you treat your stuff. Right, you treat your stuff yeah, better. Like actually having value it's, in it. But it's still, it's still disrespectful. And you go back into the five boroughs and you see a BMW on the block. You see certain shit on the block. Materialistic things that cost, I think it's still disrespect that. Sit on your car. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> had a dog shit near your door. Yo, they have, you know they have that whole meal on the, on the fucking roof of your car. Niggas lean up on your shit eating a turkey sandwich. 
Niggas got, bar- niggas, got, niggas, got, niggas got Webers in between the two cars sitting there barbecuing in front of your Lexus. <laughs> like, they don't care. Yo, dog. That's New, that's New York. The, uh, that's New York. Yeah, that's baby. New York City. You got to wash yourself out. He said you got to wash yourself out. <laughs> yeah, they got to. It, 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 it's almost to where people are saying enough is enough, and they got to change. The people got to change. That's why I said family structure in your household is important because you – Police, it don't matter how much police, what politician is in there, the community right. itself mm-hmm. right. has to say, yo, I'm, ty- I'm tired of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? And that, that goes back to self-sufficiency, man. Right. And, but people don't live in their communities 10 years, 13 years, 14 years. It's starting to be like the South. They be in their communities two years, and they out of there. Yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. why you think they out? Because they, they rent. They can't pay. They lost their job. Or the conditions, they, yeah. You know. Yeah, conditions is bad. The conditions, but I do, I do believe that there are good people that's living in the in the city and they have good intentions. Hell yeah, and yeah. I think I do. Hell I yeah. Also, I also think that the they, transplants. They, there are some people though. I think that that are um like pillars in their community and value mm-hmm. their communities. Like I'm thinking because I'm from the Bronx, I could think it's about like, even like the yeah. country club area up in the Bronx. You know, right. you see like more people are invested in. Okay. And the other thing is, again, you know, the attachment to property value. Like, yo, I'm, this is my property. I know that if this is dilapidated, then it runs down my property value. There's a disconnect around that stuff that a lot of people don't have the level of, under, uh, of understanding and awareness around. Kareem made a good point. People need to start policing their own household. Maybe it's- <laughs> Their own household, <laughs> B. Yeah, that's where it starts. See? I told, yo. That's where it starts, bro. Cut home if we can't fix our homes our broken homes where do you think it's outside ain't gonna be good it spills off to the community because we can't stay in the house in the broken home every day all day we have in the community when we grew up we had well i always remember miss alice because that's who was the 227 lady and also i do remember tenant patrol but right, I remember that too. Ladies downstairs, some kids have beat them up. They have no yeah. respect. None. Sure. One Janelle said they need to see that they can attain something. I agree with that too. Yeah. I agree with that too. I think tangible, tangible things, tangible mm-hmm. things is, is a value. But also I think that what we're up against with, with this with this generation, and not to throw it off on the, the generation stuff, but I think that when you start looking at social media, social media is not glorifying some of the stuff that, you know, like that people used to take pleasure in. Like, I remember growing up and people was like, oh, you know, Miss So-and-so got a job at the post office. You know, mm-hmm. she's going to retire, this, that. Now it's like, if you get a job at the post office, you a sucker. You got a job at the post office? You know, you can't get the... And they don't even know it. When you re- when you retire from that place, your benefits and your pension is out of this world. You know what I mean? And that, that comes with knowledge. You're just looking at it. Oh, that's a post office job. Who want to deliver mail? Let me tell you something. You do 30 years in there, you are set. I know a young lady right now, I grew up with, went in there, maybe right after high school or something. She's still in her 40s and did like almost 30 years. You hear me? Still young, looking good and all that. When she retires, she's set. And then she can move on and do a hobby or something. She can create own, be an entrepreneur after that. People short side a lot of different things because they don't see the value in it long term. People don't have the patience for long term um, availability. They, don't have the, they just don't want to do shit for long term. They want shit like this, B. 
Microwave society with everything fast, man. It's crazy, man. Immediately. It's a crazy society. I'm just happy I grew up in the era I grew up in. Yeah. And we're fortunate. We're definitely fortunate, dude. And gifted. Like, because it's, I don't know how you, I think we're getting worse. Nah, it is. I just think we're getting worse. New York for me, New York City is full of transplants, tr full of transplants, and I just don't know how we're gonna get to a better place without the community being involved. Yeah, in New York, New York City, New York City. Yo, you see what I just don't know. It's unfortunate that when you get to a point where you can be a role model, you end up moving out of the community. That's true. That's true. because that should always be the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The goal is not to stay there. I used to hate people say, yeah, I'm going to live in a hood. Hey, you live on a planet. You want to live here forever? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, son, the store is right there, mommy's store. I got the liquor store. Everything is right here in your beck and call. And you still ain't doing nothing, man. Mm -hmm. Stop that. I, I encourage everyone. I left New York when I was young to go live in Maryland. And... When they really hit me, it was like, yo, ain't none of my friends coming to visit me. And Baltimore's only three hours away. Mm -hmm. I know I've taken a train for three hours. Yeah. And you can't you can't get a round trip ticket to, to Maryland to just yeah. to come and hang out. D train, the last stop on the D train. <laughs> that's yeah, son, three hours, B. And that's all I would say, but you know what? People aren't used to leave leaving their community. I, and I've seen the same thing in Baltimore. People that live on East Baltimore do not go west, and vice versa. They go, oh, you going over east? I ain't going over there. Over east, too crazy. I'm like, yo, Baltimore, then, even, Baltimore is smaller than the South Bronx. But, Rob, then that's an individual problem. But then that's multiples. That's yeah. multiples of people, right? That's so generations, B. That's generations. But, but how do you fix the complacency? Like, how do you fix that? Or you just leave it the mm -hmm. way it is, because if you you need them to know what good look like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. So how do you fix that? I don't know how you fix that, bro. It's tough, man. It's tough, man. It, you have to encourage people to be like, look, west side of but it's more to the west side of Baltimore. There's more to just being on Boston Road. There's more to just living in co-op. I always use the term. This is a planet. You can go anywhere right. on the planet you want to go to, B. And if you know the demograph or the measurement of the planet, there's a lot of useful land that we're missing. Everyone likes to live but, on the coast. You ever drove you ever driven to California? Yeah, but Rob, here go. But check this though. You take a city person mm -hmm. and throw them in the south. They might not know how to fix a flat tire. <laughs> Yo, or you take a city. So, person you might be right. You might. Yo, I can't even argue with that.
it's, it, it long, as long as it's outside of the four corners of the wall that you live in in that environment you live in, Ride Playland could be Disneyland to them. But what, 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 what will happen once you reach Ride Playland? Your imagination will probably grow even further from there. You have to step out of the norm. You got to step out of your, your circle or your comfort zone. That's one thing. I go back to Baltimore. Me moved to Baltimore. It took me 100% out of my comfort zone. And the moment I wanted to come back to New York, my best friend said, why the hell are you coming back here? You're coming back here to sleep on somebody's couch. <laughs> figure it out. He said, yo, figure it out. Do not come back to New York. That's exactly what I did. And I stayed in New York. I stayed in Baltimore for almost 18 years, bro. Had the best time of my life. Had the best career I could ever have as a young man. Fortunately, I lost my kidney there because I was so enamored with being young and successful. And my, my lifestyle just got out of hand until it slowed me down. Like, yo, bro, you're doing all this moving. You got to go to the doctor, too. You know what I'm saying? There's there, there, there's there's structure, there's parameters you got to pay attention to, and I, I went off the deep end. I'm being just 100 percent transparent, but it taught me something about accountability because I could not I could not blame no one on this planet for me losing a kidney. Mm -hmm. That was 100 percent my fault. Yeah. yeah. Now that ex that exposure is important, though. Yeah. It's very important, man. You gotta expose yourself, and, and 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 to Corey's point, a lot of exposure is in a book, which allows you to open up your imagination. You can read Nobody. the words in there, and you and you depict a vision of what California looked like, what Miami looked like, all these places outside of your community where you can actually take yourself, man. You can actually do that. When the you last time you seen that when the last time you seen that encyclopedia salesperson come through the community? <laughs> they have it like, on my door. They still, they still have them. Yo, that's not fair because it's probably digital. It's they still have them. Dog, the, li the libraries is not even full no more. The libraries is not even full no more. When the last time you seen a, a bunch of school kids come out the library? Oh, man. Nah, son. It's on Google, son. Everything is on Google right now. Janelle said people think that you're, I can't get it. Like bragging. If you try to bring them somewhere different, that's true. You well, think I mean, you're that's, bragging? That's, that's all about the that's all about the level of openness. You know, like anything. <laughs> in order for yo, in order for anybody to learn anything, you have to be open. And I think that's a show in itself. If we want to talk about the level of defensiveness that mm -hmm. people have, but um, you have you have to be open. You know, if you're open, then there's nothing that you can't actually learn and process if you're willing. If you're willing, there you go. That's yeah. it right there. That yeah. is it right there, bro. Got to be willing to look at other things. Want to do something else. So how do we encourage even adults? Because our adults, I mean, if I go to my old block, a lot of people still live there. Absolutely. They never left. How do you be like, how would you approach them without them thinking that, oh, you, you bougie now, you live up there? Because you get that. No, I just... You know what? You transparently, in my in my opinion, you ask him, "What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's what's been what's what's really been on your mind? Do you want to? Do you want to open a business? Out my house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got you got to be transparent with people, man. You can't be bullshitting nobody no more, man. So here's another element that I think that we need that we need to throw into this, and we talk about it like you know, like. 
there are positions that people get to in life where financially it affords them the ability to gain some of this exposure and have some of this flexibility, you know, to do these things. Some of these situations that are generational for people are generational based on that, you know, their finances, you know, like where, you know, I have the apartment for 20 years, then I pass the apartment down to you, and then you pass it down. Hey, and, that's crazy. And stuff like that. Apartment that's, inheritance. But you know that's what? If you've, never, if you've never learned and you don't have the resources, then some of these concepts, that's all you know. some of these concepts that we discuss is foreign to people. You know, that's like right. I think we could sit around and we could talk about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But again, you have to keep in mind that you're introducing something completely different to people than they've experienced for 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's not, it's not going to click like that for people like, wait a minute, you mean I don't have to be here? I just thought that, you know, my mom gave the apartment to me. I'm going to give it to my daughter and I'm going to do this, that, that or whatever. And, you know, many people don't point it out as, as it being something that's wrong. People point it out as it being resourceful. Like, oh, you know, we're, we're being resourceful. You know, the rent is... Or they look at it in terms of, oh, the rent is fixed. You know, the rent is not going to increase or whatever it is. There are these other variables in place where people don't have the means to go out and have these other experiences and things like that. So I think we always, when we talk about these things, we always have to be mindful that it requires, some of these things require creativity. Um, mm -hmm. Mindset, I think, is a good one. And imagination. Imagination. And also some and, and really resources. In education, you know, like there are people that probably mm -hmm. pay something, you know, they let's say they pay seven, eight hundred dollars to live in a projects in the Bronx, seven, eight hundred dollars in the South will get you a far better apartment. But you don't know or you don't have the resources to get down there or you or there's fear that prevents you from doing it. There you go. Like, there, there, That's the key fear. word. That's there. a key word right it's, there. Fear. It's, 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 it's fear. Because the way you talk to Shabbat, we to put it in proper context, I think. We talking at a certain age, right? Mm -hmm. So at a certain age, you didn't see some things. Yeah. So you either scared, or not, or you just ignorant, mm -hmm. or lazy. Because you got yo, or lazy. Because you yo, got you got Instagram. It's too much. You got too much information in front of them for you not to say I don't know. That's so a fact. Let me That's speak to what Corey's saying about um about ignorance. Because uh, there's a negative connotation for people around being ignorant. Like, to be, to me, I'd rather a person acknowledge, yo, I'm ignorant, I don't know anything about that, and allow themselves to be educated around you. Right. It, mm -hmm. It's different than being stupid. Like, if you're stupid, you, 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 you've cut off the opportunity to actually learn mm -hmm. about whatever the matter is. Ignorance is just like, yo, I just don't know. I need somebody to educate me and give me the information so I could be knowledgeable. True. You know, mm -hmm. true. So it's it's again like I go back to like I think that a lot of times to me like especially people of color we're the most resilient people in the world. I was talking to, I was talking to Pete earlier today about this, Corey, and I and we just happened to be having a conversation about something, and I was saying to him I was like, yo, as much resilience that we have as people, it usually don't kick in until our backs up against the wall. When our backs then, up, then, the then creativity and imagination yeah. come out of the woodworks out of nowhere. Five dollars, five dollars, and feed a family of five. <laughs> you know, so if we learn how to use our resilience and be resourceful without being put in a position where we're reactive, then the doors will open and we'd be able to do so much. But I don't know if we've gotten to that point 
Yeah, and again, like I, anytime we have these kind of conversations, I talk to people about this. To me, it's important also to acknowledge, you know, I have to acknowledge that my circumstance may be different than other people. I can't run out and start talking to people, yo, you should do this. You need to go buy a house. You need to do this. You need to do that. Yo, you should be a boss. You should be this. You should do this, do that, or whatever. Because not, not everybody aspires to do it. And mm -hmm. frankly, it could come across as judgmental. Like, I think that everybody has to do these things or arrive at these things at their own point. And sadly, not everybody is, is, is going to always arrive to it. The only thing we could do is That's put the fact. information out there. We That's a fact. And tell people, like, yo, this is an experience that, you know, how you call it. And my thing is, like, when I'm, you know, when I do go back to the block, which I don't go often, Corey, if I see somebody out there, oh, you're this, that, or whatever, I'm like, yo, if I, I live here, if I could do it, you could do it too, or whatever. But I'm not trying to give nobody no, yo, this is what you need to do with your life. You should go to school. Nah, nah. To do that or whatever. Because you, you, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to dictate to nobody. No. You just want to give them an opportunity to let them know. You want to let them know. Though, Rob, go ahead. It's crazy though, Rob, because what Shadon is saying is, like he might, when he go back to the block, he might get a certain presentation. When I go back to the block, I might get a certain presentation. But the presentation that I get might offer me to talk to you like this. Because mm. I don't know if you complimenting me or if you hating. Mm. So how I combat against that is, yo, bro, you can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But now nah, this is how you do it. I'm going to give you the solution. I'll give you everything but a dollar. <laughs> and if you can't, if you can't comprehend that, then there's right. a reason why you ain't. It's a reason why you ain't your circumstance. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is better than silver or gold, baby. Words are powerful, man, when you use them the correct way, and then you apply them. You have to apply what you learn, man. People, that's the fair part. Applying it, you can read a book all day, but if you ain't putting it in practice, you'll never understand what you read. But the Bronx, or any, or any information that you're given, you know what I'm saying? The Bronx, when I, when me and my husband, we were looking for a house. He was working MTA. I was just getting out of college. So y'all already know I was making pennies to a dollar with this stupid, I call it this stupid paper. But what I did was I had a hustle in me because I'm, I'm from the Bronx. And my father taught me that hustle. So I opened up the trunk. On 161st, they sold pocketbooks for $2. Mm. In the little warehouse, I bought a bunch of pocketbooks and some bottled waters. So I'm outside on Kelly Street, 163rd, and I'm with family. So mm -hmm. what I did was I was like, y'all, I'm going to hustle and have fun and drink and party and all that good stuff. I opened up the trunk, and people were like, how much? I sold the pocketbooks for $5. I sold $5 pocketbooks and made $10,000. I swear <laughs> to my mother. Wow. I swear to my mother. And what I did was, I was like, my husband had a down payment. I had the closing course. And that's how we got up here. Mm. And Where'd then, that come what did from? you learn? Where did that exactly, come from? Bro. Imagination exactly. and creativity. It that's came, what it came. It came from internal. Let me tell you something. Every single thing you see with the physical eye came from right here. Yeah, every single thing, Some, and that's what I mean about inviting me up here, Rob. My mm -hmm. I started working at Westchester Medical Center, and I worked for a temp agency. And the nurse said, "Come to my house," and I was mm -hmm. like, "Where you live?" I'm like, "Is she trying to like you know you not right, trust right, me?" Right, like, right, 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 right. <laughs> you ain't from where I'm from. I went.
went to her house and it was upstate further. I forgot it's I forgot the name of the town, but mm -hmm. I was like, I sat on I was like, Can I sit on your back porch? Yo, I meditated like a mother. I was like, I can have this. I can that's have an, this. That's that's internal vision. When you can sit and yeah. quietly reflect on yourself. That's internal vision. That's what you do. Let me and tell you. I said this, and I said this before on on and Shad knows this. Ninety-five to ninety-nine percent of the time, you're having a conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. Even as the four of us are on here, we're taking an in information, disseminating to us, even though we're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. So anything you see between his hat, the clothes we got on, that came from a thought, that came from a mind, that came from an imagination, and also having a creative spirit. That should be your foundation. You can, you don't have to live in poverty. You don't have to live in any dilapidated community environment that you were raised in, that you were brought up in, but you do have to change your mindset and want to change. Mm -hmm. That comes from the personal. I don't think yeah, everybody had. I, I don't think. I don't think everybody had an arm reach for for critical thinking, and a lot mm -hmm. of people didn't play with toys. To be honest with you, bro. I, like there's I a lot. That. I, I get that. Yo, there's a lot of. There's a lot of. There's a lot of factors that involve helping you think mm -hmm. and and to be critical mm -hmm. to certain things to to drive your imagination. But you, but so you I know what? I tell, you, I tell you this, Corey. You're doing it anyway. It, but whether then, you play with you a toy or in. not, but how do you learn how to tap in? Mm -hmm. Somebody has to teach you how to tap in. Somebody got to teach you that. Somebody got to teach right. you that what you're already doing now, you can do it better. Let me tell you, anybody that anybody that's in a situation where they don't like where they are, it's because you're thinking. I, and I'm not talking about a child. A child is there because their parents have them in that condition. But if you're an adult right. and your situation isn't what you want it to be. You have to look at yourself, right? As to why you're sitting in the same the same position. I've heard grown men say, "Yo, I'm 57 years old, and I ain't getting." I said, "Well, how have you been thinking for the last 30 years, bro?" <laughs> like a king, <laughs> yo, Robbie. Like a king. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being honest. Like I'm, I'm I'm telling you, man. It's 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 different when you when you when you learn critical thinking. Matter of fact, it's even more. And when you learn how to just silence yourself, man, hey. leave all the distractions alone. Let me tell you how Caucasians stay in power. They ain't got no fucking fear. That's not that. That's not they. They worry. They ain't worried about nothing. They can sit somewhere, sip wine, smoke a cigar, be so at peace about where their lives are going. That's part of their success. We worry. We, we got so many different things that's on our plate, and a lot of it is designed to be that way. This broken window bullshit that we're talking about to begin with, that's all perpetuated by someone creating a narrative that a broken window in a neighborhood creates an urban environment where niggas want to piss and shit and jaywalk. The fuck out of here. Yo, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting. Per I'm sorry. I'm getting personal. No, no, but, got, but no, no, no. There's some realism to that, yo. Yeah. I remember I broke broke Mr. Last the window and it was over. You know, yeah. it was over. But the, 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 the crime came to the hood once you broke the window. Nah, my father was the, my father was the crime. But dude, you gotta think. You gotta think about all the other rascals that was running around the community disrespecting yeah. the community, though. 
But we, well, I'm, we I'm gonna go back to self. Yeah, I'm go back to self, self, self sufficiency. It starts with you as the individual. One hundred percent. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta tap into yourself, yo. It starts and ends with you. How how motivated you are, and everybody. We want to know. Ask yourself, how motivated am I to move up? How motivated am I to stay where I'm at? Because sometimes our motivation is to sit here. Right? Yes, yes, sir. But then don't blame the outside sources because you're like, right. where is that? Do not blame the government. The government did nothing to you. <laughs> yo, that's it. Wait. Yo, government. That's what they do. Yeah. yeah, don't blame the government. Government did nothing to you. Don't, don't, bl okay, your past, you only try to make your past your past. Work through it. Don't get over it. Work through it. Work through it. That's figure right. out where you want to be. And then work for it. Bust your ass right. for it. You got to bust your ass. You know how we say bust our guns? Whatever you want to say, bust them. But bust them the right way. Right. Right. Figure out where you're at. Right if you want to stay where you're at, then by all means, stay. Mm -hmm. But if you want to move, do something about it. Because we all, you know... When you know better, you do better. But I always add a twist to it. Now, what are you going to do? Because we can know a lot of stuff. We can know we right. don't want to be oh. here. We can know that we want to be millionaires. We can know we want to be entrepreneurs. We can know we want to go to school. What are you going to do about it? Pick up that right. stupid cell phone and call. Google a goddamn school. I mean, we got Google and YouTube University. It should be no reason why we are okay. at. And One of the OGs, Jay Prince, said in an interview, when you wake up, every time you open your eyes, you got a chance and a choice. That's all you got is a chance and a choice. Now, do you want to maximize your chances? Make good choices. Yo, you know what? You know what I, I see? I, I know Mo said it, and what Janelle was just talking about also is that intrinsic motivation. You know, and I don't mm -hmm. know if everybody yeah. has... That same level of motivation. You know? Yeah, but, so, but something motivates you. There's always something will motivate you. That that is that is a good motivation. The fact that you open your eyes and you took that yeah, first Rob, deep breath. Got, Go ahead. But see, but when you in the when you in the environment of where we came from, and you don't know, you got you you don't know. No. You gotta you gotta be taught what's the right choice, and to understand what's the wrong choice. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck. Well, look at yourself. You've been in trouble. Right. I mean, I, I hate to make it seem like it's an easy no, way, but it's not no easy because we all come from that same yeah. environment. We're not, we not, we not silver spoon individuals no. on this, on this, on this right. rock. Right, right. Straight Bronx. Straight Bronx. Right. I remember Straight looking Bronx. out my window on St. Mary's Projects and watched the Bronx burn. Burn. I, I knew I knew where every fire department was by how many buildings were getting burned in the Bronx. Looking out my window, yo, and then I moved up. Then I and then I moved uptown, thinking it was going to be a little better. But then uptown is Edenwall. What the fuck, guys? And it's all over the place. Yo, can I highlight? Can I highlight this with one Janelle said? Because this is what I think I was getting at. She said, "That's not enough when you're hopeless. That's not mm. enough when you're hopeless. Like that's what I'm saying."
Shy, choppy, choppy, shot. Instagram ain't happy with his coffee. <laughs> you started this. You started all this. Hey, Right. And I, yo, and I, and I'm, a, and I'm in total agreeance with that, Shaw. If that's what you want to do, you have yeah, every right it. to live your life the way you yeah, want it. But please right don't complain it. about nothing, B. Hey, don't, <laughs> don't, don't point the finger. Don't point the finger. Don't play victim. Don't, don't play victim. I don't want to hear no victim shit. Yeah. Don't do that. That's because the you, only you, thing you, is, if you okay with the way you're living, you cannot blame the food stamp. The snap, the section eight, the this, the that. You can't do your thing. Do your thing. I support. Do you do your numbers? Yeah. Do whatever it is that you got to do because you have the right to live the way you want to live. But please don't complain while you're living in the condition that you're living, in. and you're like, "Why is this happening? Why that? Why X? Why? Why equals self?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. You, know, you know, we we on here, none of us were born, you know, we came from the gutter. We came from 100%. the gutter. 100%. So, yo. Please, nobody think that we're coming from a place where we didn't struggle. We knew about trading in food stamps at the Chinese restaurant for cash. We grew up, that was our life. So... What we're saying on here is things are changing, the world is growing. you're going to go to jail or whatever for peeing in the street. I mean, going back to that, we really got to start thinking and, and using our brains. I don't care if the brains is fried. There's something up there that will say, okay, this is getting ready to happen. What am I going to do? <laughs> the brains are fried. fried. I don't care. If <laughs> half our brains is fried. I mean, we got so much trauma, our brain be like this. But that's what it is, though. There's a lot of trauma. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of trauma, son. Yeah, I'm still dealing with it's a lot of trauma. Thank you. Man, if I could be oh, transparent with some of your son, yeah. But you I'm know happy, what? Yo, listen, like I said, I'm happy to. I'm happy to say some of my trauma is still deaf. It ain't nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Like it's losing my grandmother. Yeah, that right. that's, that's I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, right. To other to other people that's dealing with other trauma though. Like that's a whole different, that's a whole different um problem. Right, son. Yeah. Yo, shot. This is this is a dope. Damn, son. We've been on like three hours, son. Can you you can hear me now? Uh, yes, sir. Hey, you clear now? Yeah, yeah. I was saying though, it's it's pretty hard. It's gonna be hard to visualize yourself being successful when you're trying to figure out how you just gonna pay rent. That moment. How you gonna eat? Right. Yeah, how you gonna eat? How you gonna eat? It's no food on the shelves. But yo, what's crazy is, do you listen to look? At this age, I start to think about what teachers said. What your teachers used to say when you was in school. Do not oh, play man. with your life, man. Don't play with it. Yeah. Take it serious. Do what you got to do. And keep it pushing. Keep it pushing, baby. That's, yo, that's Those in them circles. If, if you're not... But listen. 
if you don't have no physical capability, like limitations, or you can't do certain things, that's one thing. But if you still got all your faculties and you can move around, and you ain't moving how you supposed to, you wasting time. Yeah, you, be like, you, be yo, you belong in that circumstance. Yeah, and we and we if we really gonna look at the trauma though. Then we got to talk about like how it stunted people's growth. You know, because yeah. like from from a, from right. a cognitive standpoint, you know, you look at people's age; they may be forty, but cognitively and emotionally, they probably still teenagers based on the trauma that they experienced. Right. And never let it right. go, son. They didn't let right. it go. That's right. right. That's the a environment, fact, man. man. Yeah. So we want to thank everybody for joining us. Like Rob said, this this been a really long live, but this has been a great discussion. And thank you, everybody, for chiming in. If you haven't had a chance yet, uh, follow the No Ideas Original podcast on YouTube. We're trying to do more Instagram lives to have discussions like this also. Uh, we don't only have these type of discussions. We also have discussions where we interview guests. So we've um, we've interviewed people in the community. Um like I'm thinking about the what's the name Yimmy that we um yeah yeah we interview who actually started a farm a community farm in Brooklyn and Bush um, and Bushwick Brooklyn how yeah. about that and you talk about sustainability so we interview her we interview app developers we interview rappers um Monday we actually have an interview coming out with doing Baby Paul he's the dude who actually produced songs on Nas Stillmatic he's produced tracks on A Z's um last couple of albums also. He worked with Bootcamp Click. So we're just going to continue bringing conversations to you guys. Hopefully you tune in, pull up. Like I said, if you haven't, subscribe. If you're not following the um, No Ideas original podcast page, follow the page. We love having that, the back and forth dialogue with people also. Anything you want to say in closing? Rob, Corey, Janelle? I want to thank our two guests right here who are always on board with us. Big Jess, Super Corey. I love the both of y'all, man, because your views and your points are well-respected. I appreciate the wisdom you bring to this channel, and I love you both. And to everyone out there, use your imagination. It's yours. No one else's. You can create the life you want only if you're motivated to do so. So, on that note. Back, scared, Janelle. And I check out No Ideas Original Sports also. Sorry about that, Kenata. Yes. No, guys, you got to follow everybody. Follow the, their pages. Um, they are authentic. These guys are great. And this